Hey guys, this is Drew Galloway, and you're listening to the podcast called TRSS. Live the gimmick. Because I sunned you. It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy, and I want to congratulate my man Jay Santee on a big 50th episode. One year, and I'm looking at at least 10, 10, 15 more. Get it right. Stop fucking up. Welcome to the end of your life, and I promise it's going to hurt. Yo, it's your boy. TRS new superstar signing rap of the year. This is what we're doing here. This your guy Fashion, and you're here listening to the regular season sports cast. How about new? Welcome to Raw is the regular season sports cast. <laughs> This was the first time I ever had to do something in my life where I actually had to pull out and pull back and not come in too hard. Just so that something else could free up and space can open up. Did that sound a little dirty? Yeah, it sounded a little dirty because I guess I made it sound that dirty. Whatever. Yeah, because you got to understand, we're all under Rage Works. Dot net, we all under the Rageworks umbrella, and on my end here at TRSS Studios, I have the regular season sports cast. I have uh, uh, call me when it's over with your guy, your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy. I have TRSS overtime views from the five thirty six with uh, Met Fan Matt. I I have different stuff that I do on this end for Rageworks, and it seems like there was a lot of content coming out. And I think, I think, I think we might have overloaded a system or two. A, lot of, a couple of memory was filled up. We filled up the memory banks for the uploads. So basically, I had to take probably take a week off. By the time this comes out, it's a week off, and it's a good thing because I was able to put together some more content to basically overflow the basically the memory again. But it's all right. It's a, it's in a good thing. So I, I'm just trying to find ways to space stuff. For this show and everything else that comes out. There's so much good shit coming out of here, man. A lot of content. A lot of good, fun shit. Fun, fun shit. Be sure you check out all the stuff that comes out of RageWorks.net, guys. You guys, it's been it's been a one hell of a freaking ride. And it's going to be more, more shit coming out of it. I'm telling you. It's crazy. Yo. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out this week. And I, I really wanted to talk about. I actually have to sit there and space shit out. Because really, it's... I'm, I'm 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 starting to overflow with a lot of stuff and a lot of content, a lot of big stuff coming down the way. Especially now with football season opening up, I'm trying to get the shows to start coming out a few days sooner. I'm looking around Wednesdays or Thursdays so that you guys can get the predictions and the fun that we're gonna have coming up with that. I got some um I got some fun stuff talking fantasy football as well. We got some uh it's it's gonna be a lot a lot of things, and I'm trying to I, I'm trying to open up the floor to other aspects of trss as you guys to see if you guys have been listening and following us on social media i have the youtube page that's overflowing with stuff i have a three-part series on there where it's basically a night out and indie show with house of glory i did reviews for madden we're doing unboxings we got a lot of stuff got a lot of content that's coming out our way and and i'm 
I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to flood the flood the media masses with everything. I do it for the people, y'all. I do it for y'all. How you doing? I'm doing it for y'all, man. For real. But make sure you check all that out. You know, I'll do the rundowns in a minute for, for, for all the social media outlets anyway. But yeah, man, it, it's been a ton, tons of stuff coming down, man. And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this opens the gate for other talents that have been on the show that we could we could share and and open up different avenues of of content for not only the regular season sportscast but also for rage works and that's the whole that's the whole fucking plan man that's the fucking plan we got for this place we need to get big so we could blowing it up and then i see the numbers i'm happy to say that the numbers are growing you guys who are listeners are are i guess bringing more listeners in you know we, we're flooding social media with all of our content i'm hoping that you bring in more and more contributors and such it's it's after 50 episodes i wasn't gonna sit back and just chill fuck that gotta go in son gotta go gotta go deep in it son that's what we do here yeah look at my boy fashion oh so yeah big shout out to all you guys who've been listening thanks again for being a part of the regular season sportscast what's going on everybody it's your boy jay the red santi host of the regular season sportscast yes yes i know you should know by now that doesn't even sound like an applause that sounds like rainwater or some shit that too that's that sounds like water hitting rocks or some shit on the shoreline the fuck let me see that again that's not that's supposed to be an ovation. That's what it says. Well, anyway, until I find a new one, then that that'll be the that'll be the sound effect for now. Be sure you check us out on Facebook at the Regular Season Sportscast, as well as on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Be sure you check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi, on Snapchat, Waterbed Red RW, and like I said, the YouTube page, the Regular Season Sportscast. Enough, enough content going out that way. Since we weren't on for about a week we just post the stuff on the youtube page numbers is growing subscriptions are getting is growing little by little youtube is a funny thing man because one week you have over 500 views on a video and then the next week you have like two so it, <laughs> people could be fickle on on it you know and there's some people who don't like to show their views i, I don't give a shit fuck <laughs> I, I i take pride at the, the, the nonsense and shenanigans that i do over here but we all do. We like to have a good time over here. So make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube page. Have that growing as well. Make sure you check out the content there. We did a uh, unboxing of Pro Wrestling Punchline Series 2. Be sure to check them out. Uh, if you guys are interested, email them at prowrestlingpunchlines at gmail.com. Uh, if you add the hashtag TRSS, you are guaranteed a 10% discount. All right. So make sure you do that at Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com. Let me do that again. Yeah, yeah. Email is pro wrestling punchlines at gmail.com. Hashtag TRSS for your 10% discount. So check out the unboxing and see what you guys are. There's a lot of other stuff that's coming out of there as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that here on this show and on the YouTube page as well. Shout out to MFM Man who did the unboxing. I thought I looked ridiculous with a Lucha mask on. Woo! That 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 was special. That that was a moment. I, I I'm the one holding the camera and I'm trying my best not to explode with laughter because I thought I looked bad, but he looked fabulous. 
I gotta tell you, I have to be honest. I was jealous. Kufa. Yes, he looked fabulous. It was one of those Kufa. things that I was like, if only I could rock a lucha mask like that. Oh, oh me. So yeah, man, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on, man. It, it's it's been it's been busy, busy, busy content. I'm I'm I was actually pissed because I wasn't able to put the show out, and I wasn't mad at that because I understand that Rageworks we have a certain amount of uh gigabytes in which we have to upload to the server so that we can produce the shows you know my show itself goes in about like two hours two and a half hours call me when it's over does about an, um, an hour 20 monthly we have a trs overtime it does about an hour and whatever extra content i could put out there i try to such as you know what rich does at rageworks you know the guys at uh blackest new black we, we whatever we can do we push it out there but for this month, I guess it, it, we we just overloaded, and I was pissed because not that I wasn't able to have a show go up last week, but I upgraded my computer. Well, I had Windows Ten already, but they had a new update for it. I guess with the with the way that Windows is now being pushed, because you know it's not free anymore. Now you have to pay for it. You had a year to get it for free. Now it's not free anymore. And there was a new upgrade for it. And basically, it took the majority of my audio and just defragmented like a nice chunk of it. I had Call Me When It's Over last episode lined up to go. And when I heard it back, it just had the intro playing a loop. And then you just hear like these weird sounds like two computers were fucking each other. I'm not going to say I got turned on hearing that, but I got to tell you, it was tantalizing. It might have been a little bit tantalizing to hear that sound. Okay, I might be into computer porn, robot porn. I need help. So in any case, so pretty much all a lot of that stuff was washed out, and I had to get a lot of my sound drops back. Luckily, a lot of my IDs didn't get taken off. That's the one thing I could say. It's weird. It's just like it, it, it was very picky. Like it, the, the computer just said, Ugh, I don't like this. This bitch gotta go. Ugh, this got to go. Fuck this episode. Ugh. Oh, this is cute. This is this can stay. I like this show. He was talking about cocks. They were talking about a lot of cocks. So Windows pretty much had their its own agenda when selecting what audio to fucking destroy. So basically that was my week in a hole, but I was able to get Josie's boy out. Unfortunately the audio was kind of kind of well, it was fucked up because I had to pull it from his Facebook stream, which is pretty dope that he actually Facebook streams, so it helps. Now my whole stream of consciousness and thought process now is I definitely now have to get an external hard drive so I could record and save audio outside of here, outside of the laptop. Okay, enough of me griping and bitching about shit. I'm like, you guys really want to hear about that shit, but I just wanted to show you. Show you inside of my life. I want you to know what I go through. The pain of a podcaster. It's just. Oh my God. It's just. It's, it could be stressful. Oh. So, yeah. So, this week we got a lot of content. There was a lot of shit to talk about, man. There's a lot of stuff that goes down. It's going to be jam packed with, with, with content. I got a uh, part two of the Lorenz Dean interview coming, coming your way. Also, want to probably chime in with. The uh, uh, it's just it's just a lot of more a lot more stuff I got going now. Got to talk about the Colin Kaepernick situation, which everybody's been a buzz about. You get my views on that. I think this week's rant is going to be a two parter because it was actually two topics I wanted to talk about. So I'm gonna go 
crash into that. And then uh, we got a lot, uh, got, got, got a lot of stuff coming in the sports. Carlos Beltran got a weird fucking hairdo going on. He was rocking a baldy now. It looked like his head was, was like painted on with Earl Shives or Dutch Boy. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that dude's head. <laughs> fucking guy. So that we discussing some stuff in, in, in sports going down. NFL is starting up real soon. Big shout out to Super Producer Selly. She is about to be a part of a game that's going to be coming out with us really, really soon. More in details about that. You guys, I hope you enjoy that. It's basically going to give you the sense of and as much as a sports fan as you can be, picking games could still be as the luck of a draw as winning the lotto. So it could be, hell, if she picks more games than I do to win, I'm having her pick my lotto numbers. That That's going to be the way to go. Also, coming down to Turbuckle Tabloid, I'm going to lightly start it off with some news of the week and some input here. It won't be too long, but this will be the introduction of... I guess this is their audition tape. Uh, I, I'm trying to pitch this to, to Rageworks. Excuse me. Mm. I got a little choked up there. I, I was, these are my guys. They're, they're about to branch out and do their thing. Oh my God. So I'm going to try to bring Matt Fan Matt and your guy, the bearded one, Rondo out there and possibly have them square off in, um, in a segment of Turnbuckle Tablet, have them do their own thing there. So, to the large part, it'll be the it'll be them just having their discussion. They were at SummerSlam, they were at NXT, they were they were at just WWE Weekend here in, in New York City. So that they could give you more hindsight of what went on there, and just yeah, there's a lot, a lot more things going down, man. A lot more. Probably have some more interviews. Trying to try to cram in as much as I can. Just be on the lookout. So, uh, got a. Got, I got some music that my boy Fashion, that's my guy. He uh he came up he came up in here in the studio. He heard that there was a challenge out there on, on social media. People on Instagram and such were doing. I guess it's called the Soul Gone Challenge. I have no idea what the hell that is. I'm gonna assume it's something popular. I'm going, I guess. Um, so yeah. I, you guys check it out. You tell me how it is. Uh, we'll be back in a minute with this week's rants. Like I said, it's a it's a double banger, so be ready for that. Check this out. You know it's your boy Fashion up in the building, represent for TRSS, the regular season sportscast. Yeah, Fashion coming live and direct. I heard there's a challenge out there, and there's one thing that Fashion doesn't do is back up on the challenge. So this is so gone challenge. So I'm up in here. You know what I'm saying? This is like double judge. I got to jump in on this beat. You know you got your leg out and your back leg in there, and you ready to jump in because you keep turning too fast. But yo. Hey yo, my first kiss, my first wish The taste of your tongue in my mouth is what I long to miss I reminisce about these days when we first met I'm saying thank you to God because you haven't said Give me a minute and your baby, I will steal an hour Long sex and had us wet just like up in the shower Drinking that Cisco all night long just to see that thong Phone bone and had me open on those days you gone We come harder than a C4 explosion Loving your motion had to buy them earrings, baby. Want to keep them ears so frozen. I know I loved it from the day I heard your voice. No need for the coffee, baby. I got the taste of choice. Yow! It was your boy Fashion. Figure it here for the Soul Gone Challenge. Yeah, doing it up for TRSS. Yeah, let's do it up. Yow! This is TJ Perkins, TJP, and you're listening to TRSS. 
this week's rant. I'll continue to sit. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. Uh, to me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust, people aren't being held accountable for. And that's something that needs to change. That's something that, you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all. And it's not happening for all right now. There's a lot of things that need to change. Uh, one, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That's not right by anyone's standards. It wasn't something that I really planned as far as it blowing up. It was something that I personally decided I, I just can't stand for what this represents right now. It's not right. And the fact that it has blown up like this, I think is a good thing. You know, it brings awareness. Everybody knows what's going on, uh, and this sheds more light on it. Now, I think people are really talking about it, having conversations about how to make change, what's really going on in this country, and we can move forward. I honestly believe what people should be more offended by when it comes to Colin Kaepernick nowadays is his hairdo. He's really starting to balance that look of Sideshow Bob and um, one of the characters from The Get Down. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. He's got like, he also looks like, if you guys remember Justin Guarini from American Idol, he's got any case uh, so as you guys been hearing recently Colin Kaepernick has decided that he will not be he will not stand during the playing of the national anthem mind you this is not the first time he's done this he's already this is the third game he's decided not to do this and he's making a statement on the prejudice on the, the prejudice that's going on in our country and if you don't believe that there's a prejudice going on in this country then you're either living in a nice cave where you get no cable. They don't deliver mail to your house and social media is just you and your pet lizard having conversations amongst each other. Cause other than that, there is a, there's a big, there's a big growth of injustice and prejudice going on in this country, which I find, I find astounding to this day because honestly, if this was like, in other countries, like say if it was in like South Africa, like how like apartheid was, and it's like just blatant, like open. I, I guess it'll be, it, of course, it's wrong, but at least it's prevalent that like you can see it. It's in your face that it, nobody's hiding behind it. Like this, this, this shit here is. There's a lot of going on in our society, and as and as I want to sit there and just like turn a blind eye and say, you know, I want it to go away. I want it to go away. You know, you know, you know, like a kid, you see something scary, you just want to turn away and dig, dig your head into a pillow or something and just wish it would just go away. It's not. It's really not. And we got to start looking at ways to make these changes. In Kaepernick's situation, way he is going is to make his statement. I don't think you I would consider it a protest, but I think it, it is a statement. Now, people are saying, why now? Which I would like to know. Why now? Maybe... Maybe he was affected by 
the ES, the ESPYs with LeBron and Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony coming out. Maybe he's become more aware and conscious of what's going on in our society, which on Twitter, he has been sharing a lot of socially conscious stuff. It hasn't been very much. It hasn't been very football related. It's very, very related to what's going on in the news. And I'm glad that he's doing that. And then a lot of people are out there just like, oh, you were making X amount of dollars and you're just bitter because, you know, you're not the player that you're supposed to be. And this is the thing. It's like, you know, no, 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 no. We got to come to an understanding with something. Okay. To some, it may be considered, you know, the spoiled brat syndrome. If it was something in which it was more of a professional thing with him where he's not a starter, he's coming off the bench and he's the number two string maybe in San Francisco and he's just kicking and, and, and screaming because he's not happy with that, then that's one thing. And he's just using this as an excuse to be seen and recognized. That's one thing. But I don't see that being this situation. This is something totally different in which we need to start making more of a stand of what we believe in. Now, is he right? Is he wrong? I don't know. I'm going to be the one that can say, I don't know. I'm on the fence because, number one, I believe where we stand true to our national anthem is for our servicemen who've been out there and, and, and fight for our country to protect our freedoms, that's a way to honor them, which is understandable. I have family who've been in, in, in who's in the military, who are veterans. Shout out to my cousin Jose, who, who, who served this country well, and I'm very proud that he did that. And I have, you know, friends. Black Mac is a vet as well. Shout out to him. Thank you for serving us. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's one of those things to where, we are now mechanically trained to stand at, especially if you're an older generation, to stand for the national anthem. I remember when I was in school, it was the early morning routine. 8.30, we were at our desk or we were in the auditorium and we stood up and went across the loudspeakers. We said the Pledge of Allegiance and we said the, we sang the national anthem. That was automatic. They don't do that nowadays. Like People are so upset about this but we don't even honor it anymore like we used to even now i will go to a game yeah please rise hold on i want the whole effect for this too hold on let me see if i can hold on let me see if i get it give me a second this is what hello hello so to be please rise for our national anthem and most of the people who stand up are still on their fucking cell phones they're taking pictures or video of us doing the national anthem they're not even doing it i and i to be totally honest i'm not doing it either i'm not i stand up and i just look around i don't even put my no it's no and it's not a disrespect you may think it's a disrespect but it's not a disrespect it's just something that I was you know mechanically trained to do i got up i did it look, look around and that would be it the same could be said about individuals who uh, uh here's another one would you please bow your heads for Snoopy McGillicuddy, who recently passed away at the age of 140. And you see people bow their heads and pay their respect. And most of the time, I don't. I just stand there and look around like, like I'm lost. But in this case, I think 
the whole point of his statement is giving people the the idea and i'm glad that they're talking about it that there's a great injustice that's going on here and he's made some factual statements now i'm hoping that he stands true to this i remember there was an nba player about 20 years ago who took a stood who took a stand for this mohammed mohammed abdul Rauf, who played for the denver nuggets i remember this clearly I remember he didn't want to stand for the national anthem. And they fined him. They fined him $31,000. They fined him for each game that he did not stand. It was, I believe it was a, a game check. And it was, it, it turned out it ended up being $31,000. It's amazing. And, and the NFL does not have any rules for this. The NBA does, but NFL does not have any rules for this. They don't. They don't have any policy saying that he he cannot do this. Now, coaches could have their own rules, and you know you could say you stand with the team, you stand with the team. But no grandstanding. If you have this belief, do it in the locker room. Wait till the national anthem's over and come out the locker room. Which I can understand that because it, it you know you don't want any distractions, whatever. That's that's understandable, but. This is this is something that needs to be expressed and talked about and 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 I think that I'm glad that with the way the social media is now I'm glad that this is a, a this is a topic that needs to be aware and I'm to be honest I always said I, standing for the national anthem for me should be optional I don't believe that it should be something mandatory for us to do I really don't people with religious certain religious beliefs don't have to stand for it why do I why why what 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 exempts them I think if you have a, 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 a passionate love for, for man and country that you believe that the, the, the national anthem represents, then if by all means, stand for it. But if you don't want to, if you feel as though that it's just a song, really doesn't have any pre- doesn't have no, no, no precedence on what your beliefs is for, for country, then I don't think you, should, you, don't have, you shouldn't have to. That's, that's just what it is. And like I always said, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has, has them and most of them sink. So. And by the way, don't get me wrong. I love my country. I, I, I appreciate everything that this country has done for me, the opportunities, the freedoms, and everything that comes with being a United States citizen. And even if you're an immigrant who comes here and benefits from what our country gives you, more power to you. If as long as you're providing for us, more power to you. But with those freedoms gives you the freedom to make these statements. This is what we are bred for. And by the way, I just see a statement by Donald Trump, which states maybe we can find a better country for him to live in if he's not happy what's going on here. How about this, dick face? Why don't we start fixing our infrastructures on bettering, bettering us as a society and as a government to recognize us equally rather than by color and by shade and by by minority and by whatever you label you give us how about we fix that rather than shipping people out who are citizens of our country who have opinions thoughts and strong beliefs about something oh i forgot i'm basically trying to talk to somebody who's a fucking puppet head who has nothing but straw and styrofoam where his brain should be 
I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Ugh, whatever. So the other part of this week's rant, we're going into the well, basically the thin line between fans and um, obsessive fans, stalkers. If that's what how we will look at it. This past week, WWE invaded. WWE invaded. New York City, because as as the game Triple H, the CEO of WWE, this is what we do. We invade, we conquer, we take it over because I'm the king of king. All right, enough of that shit. So they were in New York and basically while in New York, they did a lot of meet and greets. They were in Toys R Us. They were in Tap Out. They were in any, anything affiliated with WWE. They send their superstars there and. They, 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 from what I heard, my fan man attended one of the the events with Cesaro, as well as um Whole Milk Mike, who attended. They were pleasant. They were they were very nice. They were they were very forthcoming. They enjoyed the fans. They embraced the fans. And from what I heard, each signing was also free as well, which was actually really really cool. So with that, we had a lot of fans who turned out. I saw on on Instagram people sharing their 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 meets. Finn Balor, uh, Cesaro, Charlotte. There was a lot of. There was a lot of. They were spread out all over over the city. Eva Marie as well. Was she out there? Did she make the cut? Anyway, so um, then I saw some other things that was brought up to my attention in other social uh, social media groups uh, pertaining to wrestling, which is excessive fans and their. I guess means of 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 meeting wrestlers, uh, or you know, taking pictures or getting autographs or okay. So apparently there was there were a few, and I gotta say it wasn't it, they, they weren't a lot. There were a few who I, I I saw on social media who go beyond means to meet wrestlers. They get them at airports. They get them at hotels. You you you. You basically run up on them while they're in the middle of a meal or something of that magnitude. And okay, this uh, and this is what this is all right. Some people are on on the uh, social media. They thought, and this is a question I had posed on the regular season sportscast page about this. Some had thought, well, this is your celebrity. This is what you're. This is what you made it big for. You wanted this this fan base. This is what you do it for. Okay, you want the notoriety. You want. The, you you want the finance the, the financial uh outcome for this with that comes the celebrity in which you have to cater to your fans is there a way to do that sure there's some celebrities who don't get the overwhelming fandom that is our society there's some celebrities that that know the time and place to do that yeah but then there's these, like I said, you get these super fans, you get these these obsessive ones. Is it obsessive to stop a celebrity, an athlete, an entertainer, a wrestler in an airport or checking in or coming out of a hotel? Is it obsessive? Okay, let's think about it like this. You work, you have a job, and let's say at this job, you put in... 16 on a 16 hour day you did overtime 16 hours you're exhausted you can't wait to come home to eat something and go to bed and rest as soon as you walk into the door your kid is yelling at you because they 
need your help with their homework, the wife or the husband, your husband, whoever's listening to the show, whoever, bitch. Uh, you walk in through the door and they need you to throw out the garbage and clean up the area, the you know, your man cave or woman cave or whatever area you have there because it's been a mess for the past couple of days. And you just walked in and the only thing you wanted to do was put something in your stomach and lay down and rest. And as soon as you walk in, you get bombarded with this. Now, people will say, well, that's how does that correlate with a celebrity or a wrestler? Well, let's take in let's take in consideration that a wrestler has been on a flight, let's say from wherever they came from, eight hours, nine hours in a seated position, which could be uncomfortable depending on the size, especially if you've seen these wrestlers, they're they're bulky. They get off the plane. They now have to get their luggage, which could take about an hour, hour and a half, depending on you know how the the, the luggage check is. Now you get a ride. You have to ride from wherever you wherever it is you at, and you now have to go to your hotel and check in. You're exhausted. Your body is it it, it needs to shut down. Even when you're coming off the plane, your body's exhausted because you've been a seated in a, you've been in a seated position. Hell, if some like some of these wrestlers, if they don't even take a plane that they're driving from somewhere, they're they're on the road for six, seven, eight hours straight. They're exhausted. They just want to, and you're 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 running up on them. To take a picture or get an autograph. And then they don't want to be an asshole about it because then if they tell you no, now you're lambasted in every news media outlet as you being a dick. Oh, I tried to get an, an, an autograph from AJ Styles, but he told me no. Oh, he's a dick. What a fucking asshole. I'll never root for him again. Like, you just came home from work. You're tired. Do you really want to help your child with their homework at that moment? Do you really want to clean up at a spot and what you just after you just did 16 hours of whatever labor that you did, you just want to go and rest. And I think this is what a lot of these wrestlers do. Now, same thing with eating. Have you ever put in your face as something that you wanted besides men, besides vagina? But have you ever put in, like have you ever thought about eating something that you've been dying to eat or you had this hunger so much that you want you've been as soon as the plate touches down on the table you're going in at it and then all of a sudden your phone rings and it's someone that you really don't want to speak to you could look at your phone and you just go i'll call them later it's tough to do that when you're sitting there eating and a fan comes up to you with a fucking phone or or a camera and a pen and paper in their hand with a picture saying can i get your autograph and you're like, oh, I really wanted to tackle this bacon cheeseburger, but this fuck. And I can't tell them no because then I look like a dick. There's there's some certain avenues that you just don't entertain, and I think there's a certain boundary that you don't go past. If a person, wrestler, celebrity, whatever the case may be, wants to open up and say, "Hey, I'm here," and you you know they're they're posting up for photo ops or whatever, cool. But if they're just coming off of something, they're tired, they're walking out, they got to go to a an event, they have to go to a venue because they're doing their signing there, and you're hawking them to before they get there, oh, can I take a, oh, can I take a picture? Hey. And to be honest, what the fuck do you get out of taking these pictures and autographs? Like, I've met wrestlers, I've met celebrities, and I hardly, and I rarely have I ever taking a picture with them i've gotten autographs maybe i've gotten it for super producer Sally, or maybe at the moment i was like hey you know whatever but i was at a signing i wasn't at 
you know, out waiting for them outside their trailer or some shit like that. I got an autograph from Sammy Callahan before he went into NXT. The reason why I got the autograph was because we were at, he was at the House of Glory show. I had a sign. He took my sign. He ripped it up. I thought it was fucking awesome. I went up to him and said, hey, you ripped my sign. He was like, oh, man, sorry about that. I said, no, dude, it was awesome. Can you autograph it for me? He's like, cool, no problem. He signed a rip piece, and I was done. That's it. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't go, like, really, what do you get out of this? I don't know. I, I said, I, I, there, there's a very thin line between fan and obsessiveness. And some of you guys are balancing out on some real creepy shit, I guess. Jesus. All right, guys, we're going to come back with, uh, sp- talking sports and shit. Just got a little things here and there to talk about. And once that is said and done, we will come back with our interview with the second part with Lorenz Dean. And yeah. Stay tuned for that. See you in a minute. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Santa. Host of a podcast you wanted. Killing mother horses. Podcast you wanted some bosses. Talking some shit every week. You loving the shit and you want it. Talking about sports and we're having very fun and we own it. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Chong. You bought it, you eat it, you're hungry. Eat it every morning. For lunch, for dinner, you want it. Put sour cream up on it. You want it, you eat it, you're hungry. Buy it from Chipotle. For lunch, for dinner, you want it. Man, we talking sports and shit. Well, if you don't know by now, the sound that you hear is the sound of an ambulance, and that basically tells you that someone is hurt. And in the NFL, two big injuries occurred this past week. Sorry, Cowboys fans, but... It seems the curse of Tony Romo has hit again. This time, yeah, it doesn't look good. Especially when you break a bone in your back. I I mean, honestly, shit like this only happens to Tony Romo. He really needs to, instead of just like shoulder pads and a helmet, he really needs like styrofoam, bubble wrap, uh, sponges, everything. He needs to be covered with any protective gear he could. I got to give it to him because at least he's a quarterback that goes out there to play the game. He doesn't pussyfoot and play half-ass football. He's a, he, he plays full-on full football as, as a real man's man should. Then the other weird injury was Teddy Bridgewater from the Minnesota Vikings. He got hurt in practice on a drop step. They said the injury is so bad that they heard his leg pop. Players were throwing up on the sideline. Some of them were just like in, in shock. Some of them were, were in tears. Torn ACL, broken to hey, He did everything out for the season. That's remarkable. It's the same too to Teddy Bridgewater who was looking to have a a big year coming off of what uh, a season he had last year. Minnesota was prime and, and ready to probably be one of the front runners in their division. So yeah, that fucking sucks. Thank God I didn't pick him for my fantasy draft. Oh, hell no. Tim Tebow, you know, the man, the originator, the legend of Tebowing, has now seemed to expand his field. I think Tim Tebow made that sound. And uh, it seems as though that he wants to begin playing baseball. The man who's played baseball in high school and in college has 
really set his sights on the MLB. And there's some teams who are showing some interest. There, There's a few and maybe one who has already possibly declared Tebow for some minor league work. It has not been named yet. Hey, have you seen the guy lately? The guy's been working out. He's in good shape. He's still he's still in prime athletic position to be a part of something. I mean, football may not have been the full calling for him, but let's just say in simulation, the guy hit a 430-foot shot. Somebody's going to need him, and I will not be surprised if it would be the Mets. Jesus, that thing is like a mash unit over there. Everybody's fucking getting hurt. The fuck? Kufa. Now, there's a video going around with my guy from the New York Giants, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., which is causing quite a buzz. Seems as though he was in a hot tub with a bunch of dudes. Then guy was singing sexual healing and some other dude comes out of the war from underwater check it out on social media it's there believe me it's still going around uh it's not really news i just thought it was interesting i do have one thing to say you know there's rumors swirling and i pun no pun intended maybe pun intended the world swirl swirly of odell Beckham's sexuality now i gotta tell you to be honest i couldn't care less if he is gay or not gay, whatever. But I would say that I think it would be cool if he was gay. It would be cool if he came out gay. I'm one of those who believe that it would take his game to another level. How? I I just think that him being, if it was true, and him being free to be himself. I mean, the kid is already an amazing wide receiver. I mean, for him to come out to be full-hearted and and be be honestly and true to himself and say he's gay would even make it even better. Hell, he could tell defensive backs, "Hey, your ass just got burnt by this homo." I've been waiting a long time to say that. She loves daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. All right, so coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to have a little game, a little contest between myself, Selly, and who we said? Matt, Matt. Matt was going to play? Yeah. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to make weekly football picks. Each week, we're going to come up and make our weekly picks. And then at the end of the season, find out who has the better record. The premise of this is to show, I guess, society and the masses that you really don't need to know football to make random picks. Thank you, because I don't know nothing. Oh, you're going to learn. This year, you're going to learn. You're finally going to sit down and watch football with Daddy, and you're going to learn. Are you excited? Like, what's the only football team you know? The Giants. And as well as you should. That's the only team. And the Seagulls. The Seahawks. That's close enough, though. That's (laughs) close enough. That's close enough. Yeah. You're... You're working on learning certain teams. And that's what we're going to do. Probably next week's <laughs> segment, what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce you to how, what teams are what. By, matter of fact, by next week, we got to start making picks because the football season starts next week. Yeah. Exactly. You're not excited? 
I don't know football that. That's cool. That's all right, though. What, you, what we'll do is you'll just look at a team's color or the helmet logo. Or AK soccer. No, that's that's other football. We're talking about American football. I that's know. football. That's what they say football. in other countries. Football. But American football. So what you do is you just look at the color, the logo, whatever, and just pick a team. While, while Matt and I sits there and strategizes who has, you know, Oh, an advantage. You could just sit That's there and very go. very fancy. Right? Very fancy. I wish I was you guys. Oh, you will be in a, in a few years. Let, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. I don't know how certain men feel, but if there's a, if there's a girl who likes football and knows football, you know what? Maybe I don't want you liking football because I don't want men liking you because you like football. Maybe I want you to stay, stay clear for that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe you should just stick to... Watching YouTube videos of or fighting, get you were teaching me how to fight. Well, you need that these day and age. You yeah, have, and guess what? You hurt my lip. But th- well, you know what? When you're learning UFC, you have to learn certain UFC moves and get hurt like a UFC fighter. <laughs> take, <laughs> t- take, take a bump, just like in just like in wrestling. Take a bump. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know the cow. Well, you don't know the Cowboys. You know the Giants. I heard of that. You heard of the Cowboys? Yes. Okay, and um. Do you know what the Cowboys logo looks like? No. No. <laughs> Do you know what this, the Seagulls, the Seahawks logo looks like? Yeah. Yes? yes. What is it? It has a Seahawk in the logo. There you go. You see? <laughs> you're, you're, you're there. Hey, you know what? Round of applause for you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to start next week. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start prepping you in the, in, in, for this week, show you some logos and stuff so you know who's what. Are you are you nervous? Yeah. You shouldn't be. Let's just say this: uh, if you beat and a you banana, win, no, no, not a banana. Uh, uh. If you win and and beat Matt and I's season banana? record, oh. what what do you what, would you like a prize? Yeah. What would that be? A banana. That's actually that's expensive. That's a lot of money for. I don't know if I have that in the budget. TRS. You could create a banana tree. That we'll look into that. We'll see if Rich at Rageworks can put that in the budget. We'll see that. But no, seriously, what would you want? Uh, a puppy. It is. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So starting next week, Super Producer Selly, I, and Metfan Matt will start our contest. And what if I don't win? Do I still get the puppy? No. Oh, I don't like you. All right, guys. So that was our segment of. She loves daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. Okay, now go back to your YouTube thing, whatever you do. Say bye to the people. Bye. (laughs) Jesus! And finally, just want to let you guys know that I'm going to be talking fantasy football real soon. I just went through my first draft for the regular season sports cast, Civil War Fantasy Football League going to be posting standings and stats i've already posted on the facebook page the outcome is in the grades i also have another league that's coming up i'm i'm actually drafting on friday this upcoming friday so i'm kind of eager for that one because that's the one that's for the money it's big money over there so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you guys a rundown on what happened there and then next week we'll discuss just basically general rundown we had the keith come in and gave his views on uh, his take of fantasy football, he was said pro of the topic. So 
which I still understand how motherfuckers consider themselves pro of fantasy football when it's just the luck of the fucking draw. I, I have better luck playing Madden than I would with, fi- with fantasy football. I think I've won the playoffs once in fantasy. But, ooh, this could be my year. Fingers crossed. Whatever. So, with that being said, oh, my God. It's going to lead into our second part interview with Lorenz Dean. Be sure you check this out. And uh, make sure you give us a listen. And be a part of Pro Wrestling Punchlines. That's the collectible set in which Lorenz Dean is helping to spread to the masses. You guys can get Series 2. Series 2 is out now. You can look at the unboxing on my YouTube page at the regular season sportscast. Look at the unboxing. And you guys, be a part of the next series. I just got a sneak peek of what's going to be in Series 3. It's actually pretty original. I'm not even going to say it because I've been doing the unboxing or... You know, these guys. Are, oh, oh, be sure that you, uh, when you email at Pro Wrestling Punchlines, well, Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com, excuse me. Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com. Make sure you attach TRSS for your discount. Make sure you do that. Any case, whatever's going to be in this next box is going to be pretty interesting and it might be sexy too. That's a little teaser for you guys out there. It's, it's a, it, it could be sexy time depending on how you want, how you like your stuff. Kufa. Kufa it is. So make sure you check them out, Pro Wrestling Punchlines at Pro Wrestling Punchlines. Uh, I think that's going to be their Instagram soon. Yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll tell you that. But Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com. So be sure you check out the second part of Lorenz Dean going in on a certain New York City promotion. I'm not going to say who, but it, it, it kind of rhymes with beer fun. Be- yeah, all right. D- just check it out. It's coming up. Take this out. The interview. <laughs> yeah, and like I tell, like I always tell you guys on regular season sports guys TRSS, I always tell you guys, I always shoot the shit real, and I'm honest. I'm honest with whatever comes out of my mouth. If I don't back your shit, I won't promote it. This is something that's legit stuff. I did an unboxing for him. Oh yeah, got a few. Got, oh, a, got a few views from it. Once and, again, this and, guy is being humble and, ham and right he'll now. Tell, and he'll tell you straight up. If I, if I knew his shit was garbage, I would tell him, yo, I'm not promoting that this man, This man's stuff, and I know this for a fact because I've heard it from other people, not that I know personally, from people that purchased the product because they seen his unboxing. They said they witnessed this man's unboxing. They said they're interested in the product that's involved in this. So kudos to you, Mr. J. Santi. Oh, thank you know, you. no serious stuff. You helped thank me you. out big time with this, and you also contributed to the very first sellout run of nice. Pro Wrestling Punchline. Nice. So now we're going to start our very first legitimate official run, August twenty sixth. Even though that first run that we did that sold out was and aren't you offic- aren't you selling some at um, House of Glories? That's another. thing. You know what? Promote. Guess what? Promote it. Guess what? D- I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hide this. I'm gonna slip it to Jay Santi because just like everything else, this man's hands is like gold. So I'm going to let him have it and present to everybody the box on how it will look for for House of Glory. Keep in mind the black box. What's inside? Come to House of Glory August 19th, and you will find out at Club Amazura. Might have some surprises in it. Oh, 
Who would ever think that Lorenz Dean would ever be promoting House of Glory? And let's get to that in a minute. So you you had, <laughs> you had you had the trainer, and you also then you have Zab Judah's father as your trainer. That's as well. what I was about to get yeah. to. Zab Judah's father was my corner. Anybody who knows pro boxing, they know Zab Judah. They also know his father, Yoel Judah. Yeah, Yoel Judah was also my corner man for that yeah. fight too. So uh, <laughs> now when, it's a humbling situation when, you, when you're doing stuff like this, right? And you had success because that 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 night you had a nice you had a, a good nice a good crowd. Listen, crowd but let's be honest. I don't want I don't want to front on the gate and like I don't want to put the numbers out there. But and I'm not, and I, you know, and like I tell you guys, I I don't I, I'm not gonna shine a uh, pile of shit and make it gold. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you real. Mm-hmm. No, he had a legit gate. I like I was surprised. I was like, who the fuck came to see him? Oh, I get it. People want to see him get his ass. Whipped. But you have to be honest with you, you have to be honest with me here. Yeah. There was no, a nice wrestling lineup that, fans. I boxing, love you guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. There was a nice lineup. Uh, uh, That's a uh, nice amateur uh, uh, boxing uh, uh, that night. Yes, but don't get it twisted. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first came out as a wrestling talk show host, I targeted a couple of people: pro wrestlers and you wrestling fans. Yes, I did target you guys. But at the end of the day, you guys actually stuck around and listened to me. I came out of nowhere. No credentials. No nothing. You guys opened up your ears, listened to what I had to say, whether you liked it or or hated it, that that's fine with me. But at the end of the day, you was like, who's this guy? Who the hell does this guy think he is? You gave me that opportunity, which led to me stepping in the ring, which also led to a decent crowd coming to. Well, I'm not saying coming in no, support gonna, of I'm, me, I'm not gonna but say, they're I, coming I, I, to. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to sit there and overhype it. Yeah, but, and say, oh, they came for Lorenz D. They no, came. But no. it was, there was a really, there was a legit they, crowd. In it. Let, let me just t- say that any chair that was put out there, there was a seat for it. So you could take it what it was. It could be 10 chairs. It could be 100 chairs. They was they were there and it was and, a great it was a great night that night and, and shout out to the wrestling world honestly because even though I was participating in a boxing arena but you want me to be honest with you it was a lot of wrestling fans that actually came out did, from that did, actually came did you to miss the it? did you miss wrestling during that time that kind of gave me a heads up like Ugh. so what you what, love you love you love boxing but dude not for nothing so what led you to Voldemort <laughs> from Harry Potter <laughs> what led you to the, what I, led you to after, after since, I did, since, since you made the video about it, right, I, I might as well just say the name of the promotion. We won't mention a name that can't be named or Voldemort, but uh, what led you to tier one? Like, how did how did that bro, like what brought you into that? Um, the, the promoter by the name of Dennis Long. I'm gonna be serious though. Stop. This, now, is, this yo, is where I'm, I'm about to cut this off. <laughs> yo, you know what people saying right now. You know good. You, you know good, right? No, nah, but not I for learned, nothing. I learned from the greatest. Thank you, Howard Stern. You, I, I know how to lean. I, I know. I know how to lean in. You don't just get the steak and just freaking nah, dive listen. in the middle. You got to take pieces of it first. You got to go in. No, 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 no. <laughs> let me, let me, let me be nice. No, everybody knows Dennis Long is a scumbag. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Seriously, dude. No, seriously, seriously. Let's be professional about this. Oh, yeah, right. Everybody knows. <laughs> 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 Regardless, all right. Let's. Uh, what minute is this? This is. Oh, <laughs> we're about to go until sixty minutes. This way you can. This, if you want to know if Dennis is a scumbag, this way you can. No, let me no, stop. So, no, what, what led you guys to like? How did you guys meet up? No, the man came up with. 
No, and that came up. He presented a seemingly how, but like, how did you guys like link up? Because I know. Oh, was, this was by accident. Yeah, yeah I was I working was, out in the gym. No, because I know he was a hang around at House yeah. of Glory. Oh no, and he was dude. He came in as you know, like I said, uh, this and, and I'm just like I said, I'm just a media. I don't really know. You see, from what you see, I hear, this is the part where well, what, this what is I the hear. part. This is the part. No, but where, just a minute. It's just, this is from what I hear. This is what I pray tell, and this is what has been said. Already on media by Brian XL and such. Mm-hmm. Um, they met up and they had their indiscrepancies mm-hmm. during it. Mm-hmm. And finally, they, 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 they let Sleeping Dogs lie and he became a part of House of Glory. He came in a fold. Mm-hmm. Now, me being a House of Glory regular, hashtag regular, shout out to all, all you have regulars out there who's been with me since day one and my people's out there. Shout out to Josie's boy, uh, Superstar Selly. We've all been regulars there from early on. Um, We've been regulars with House of Glory now, and just because we're fans, or right. just because we, we, we're we, we're there at the show, doesn't mean that we don't hear the grumblings and the inner goings. Yeah, it's even better for me because I'm I, I fuck it, I proclaim myself media. Once I get a pass that says press, <laughs> I'm in the media, bitch. <laughs> and there's nothing you could do there's about nothing it. Nothing I could do. Yeah, you can't just so no, but I get grumblings about, it, and I hear you know from hearsay, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, I get it, I get the bumblings from him. So I'm like, oh okay, whatever, and. I I, I have I, I didn't hear from you for some time. It had it, you know it had to be some time. You, the calm you, before the storm, so to speak. Not even. No, 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 oh no, no you no, didn't no, even this, get that no, heads no, up. No, no, no. This was this was um, this was when when before you started linking up with Tier One. Okay, got you. So um, I hear about Tier One, and mm-hmm. honestly, I was intrigued by it mm-hmm. before I even know that you were tied to it because you didn't even tell me you were tied to it. I was intrigued by it. And I was like, okay, you know, another indie promotion in New York City because this is what we need. We need we need growth. Mm-hmm. And even if it's competition, competition we've always said is healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and it, but you know, there's there's a tack to it. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, tier one, I give it a shot. Nice logo, likes being or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we finally got we were you know you you slowly but surely told me behind the scenes what was your connection to tier one. Now, did I have my head down when I said no? Let me stop. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, we're joking. We're we're we're, we're laughing. We're having a you, good you time right now. Cap, you had a but, dunce cap on. But but no. Let's be honest. You see, I'm not the type of person because things go sour. I start inventing other things. No, 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 no. If you listen to the last time I was on Jay Santi, I was pro tier one. No, I was no, no, the yeah yeah yeah. I have my head down. I was proud. I was you know. But you did. But you did. Uh huh. Uh huh. You did diminish your role in it because it made it seem as though. But okay. You felt like being a professional, be honest, no, no, no. without me saying it, in the back of your head when I left this podcast, when I left your presence, in the back of your head you was like, he didn't give me everything. Ah. He didn't give me everything. <laughs> Thank and you. I, and, and Amen. I, and Amen I, to I, that. And I'm going to be honest. I felt the kind of way with it because I, of, of our relationship. Right, right, right. And, right. and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not going to sit there and, and sugarcoat shit to say like, you know, everything that everybody does is pro. Because I've come on House of Glory. I've gone. I've gone to House of Glory shows, and I've gone on my show, and I said this show's not good. Right. Or, and I've written it even before I had a podcast. I've right. gone on and I've written it but for RaceWorks.net, and I've said I'm not happy with a show. I'm neither. And, 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 What's and, the and, reason why I asked you to promote this? What did I tell you? I said I know you. Whether it's good or bad, I didn't even want to tell you what's in it. I wanted you to right, experience you it live right. because I know what you feel. You're going to say it right there. On and camera. I'm a straight shooter with it. So. 
when you didn't give me everything that it, what it was, you felt like you was robbed. Well, because I found out later on, like I said, the gremlins, the gremlins go out and get it. The gremlins get it for me. <laughs> yo, much love to all my TRSS gremlins. Listen, I got love for y'all. You y'all see, love to give me shit. You see how he's bashing on me right now. He's not even giving me an insight to his gremlins is, but that there you go. They yo, wouldn't be called gremlins if y'all. we knew who they were. Let me tell you, like, when I was a kid, they used to call me Gizmo because of my googly eyes and all that shit. Yo, shout out to all my gremlins that go out there and get me info. Yo, keep keep, keep it luck. Keep it luck. Make sure you give me some messages. Hit me up on my on my Jay Santi or my personal if you know me, yo. If you got my personal, then you definitely give me info. Anyway, um, I got it from my gremlins that you it, 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 you were not giving more detail. It was it was more sugar coated that you were promotion. <laughs> And, and I you, know you was, be yeah. honest, you was pissed. No, you knowing me, you're oh, like, but I knew what I knew it. I knew it ahead of time, and I was like, this son of a bitch ain't even <laughs> fucking. T-. I said, you know what? Okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, but hey, but tell everybody. When I drop that video, no, 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 wait, 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 we're gonna get to it. We are going to get to it. So, but, but I want to get to how you, how you and um, how you and Dennis met each other. How was? How, how, oh, I was training at the gym. I was training at the gym. That's right. And bitch. you better and, keep and, that by and, 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 and wait. He was with somebody else who trains at a gym. <laughs> you said this in a video, right? Huh? You said this in a, in a video, right? Oh, no, I didn't say this. Oh, okay. So, okay. No, this is all. Listen, I'm here. Not to talk about the old. This is why I told you, Jay Santi, not for none, since we started talking in parables, if you don't mind, no, just, after just, the show's no, over, no, I, like to I, the people I, that don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. No. What the, 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 no, the I got you. I know in the video you talked about. Um, and check him out at Lorenz Dean's. You know, go to his, his Facebook page. The video's there. Get him more views. And, and not because, you know, he's a whore for it, because he can be, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not. No, but for honesty, it's because if there's anybody like. To do business with, and I do, and, I, and I'll explain it during the, the during the fiftieth episode. It's you got to understand. There's there's cutthroat, there's professional, and then there's straight up real bullshit, like real, real, real behind the scenes, real bullshit. Cutthroat is one thing where you could get to a person and be like, "Yo, this motherfucker is gonna really get your game out," and uh-huh, fuck you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and there's just real bullshit. And this happens in any genre of business, of course. Regular nine to five, but you I, name it. But I, the reason why I'm saying this, and and like I said, it's not because I'm taking sides. Because I don't take sides. I, I I've even opened the floor. I've even said I invited. I said I would like to get. I would get Dennis on the show. I would like to. I would like to hear a side of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and like I said, for any promotion, any promotion that wants to have me review their stuff, send me shit. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to review it. I'm not just an HOG guy because I've been there for a minute mm-hmm. because I bashed HOG myself. Mm-hmm. I've said it on air. I don't care, mm-hmm. and I've gotten respect for it. But for you, I need I, I I need for people to understand that you came genuine with it because you, this is not what you usually do. A lot of people, you know, it is you know straight. You know the thing is, I I didn't even want to call it that, but I just said that. Just no, in but case, it is though. whatever if they want to call that. But people was targeting is like, what's up with the facial? And I'm like, um, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I, was I didn't pain. come. I I really didn't come. Not even. I didn't even come as Lorenz Dean. I just came as an individual. Who had to let something out that was all, that was on his chest? It's as simple as that, you know. At the end of the day, every other thing that I've done before that I guess you call it a gimmick or whatever the case may be, there was some truth behind that. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, it's a gimmick. At right. the end of the day, it's a work. But for this particular situation, as far as what that I let out, that was that took a life on its own by itself. So in the gym, and not being funny, not saying that. 
he was there for training purposes. But the purpose, the person that he was there with okay. was training. Okay. So that's how we met. So we started talking. talking Did, do you think he had a, a hindsight and knowing of your history already? Um. Now I think back, I don't think so. I don't think. Listen, you want me to be honest with you? I mean, to be honest, I, I really, like, I really don't think I you really weren't ringing bells, but you were, you were known somewhat. <laughs> Look, because remember when Pro Sam was coming up, HOG was coming up. Uh, the only thing that we really had in New York City, in the I don't NBC, mean, are we on? Yeah, yeah, we still on. Okay. The only thing that we had in the NYC scene was. Um, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Come to me. The only thing that we really had, and I only care about the podcast. <laughs> we the get, we get, really we're rocking and rolling. Sorry, fans who was viewing us, but at least you get to still listen to us. So that's the most important yeah, thing. The right? only thing I cared about in the New York, the NYC scene was um, the only thing I knew about was like um, um, Johnny Rods, right? Um, Doghouse right. was still doing theirs, uh, little by little. Um, Look, listen, uh, listen. Can, ICW, can, can I ask you something? ICW was the big thing. Can, can I ask you something? And and I'm going to speak in parables right now. Anybody who knows the real side of me knows that I don't speak in parables. So this is half gimmick, half a shoot. Jay Santi, I would like to ask you, when we actually did the actual first, let's say the first, the first, um, the first show. What uh, first interview or the first the first um interview wise oh the podcast for the him? podcast yeah. yes did you feel like it was a gimmick that I was putting on or did you feel like that uh, happy 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 you know why ha- because I know at the end of the day I know you know me personally yeah, so I know you yeah I, I know at the end of the day you come out you'll right. come out and sometimes it's pricking and prodding whatever the case may be you'll come out and I like that. I, I, I respect that. I, I respect that because there's certain individuals that know that for you to open up, you got to pull back the layers, which I right. get. And right. Lorenz Dean is the layers. Like, I'm, I, I would never give your real name out. I would never do that to you. Well, I did it myself. Yeah, that but one I, time. I, still, I yeah. still wouldn't do that. Like, I still wouldn't do that. But I still don't even know what the fuck your last name is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when the air when when we get over. You probably told me and I forgot. <laughs> you know what's funny about the wrestling business? It's funny, like we we know each other by our gimmick names, but then down the line when we become close to each other, we actually introduce like, Oh yeah, by the way, my real name is such and such. So it's like Okay, Jay Santi, no problem. Exactly. <laughs> my whole, my He's own. like, yeah, sure, Lorenzo. And I'm so, and I'm so back was that I fucking, I, I have a Jay Santi uh, Facebook page and I post everything by my fucking real name because <laughs> that's where I get my bigger fan base. At. Anyway, but when, when, when you met, when you met um, Dennis Long, mm-hmm. and so, the gym, well, and so like you say, he, you don't, you don't think he knows you from. Yeah, because, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know me for the stuff. He only knew about me from what people said, like saying that, oh, I was just being used there just for ticket sales and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that's what it was? Were you, were you, were you naive to, to believe that that's exactly what? No. No? No, because guess what? Something he didn't know. I was pushing majority of the tickets, so I guess I yeah, was using it, myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, listen, but that was the side of me. Now I'm going to let the cat out the bag. So by me letting the cat out the bag, I have to change my whole game plan on protecting myself. This is something I do. Naive, being me being naive in real life, 
kind of is almost a gimmick. Not almost. It's actually. We're a, all marks. I just it, saw, it's actually yeah. is a gimmick of listen, mine because I, I, like, I, I need to know where you're coming from. I listen and to a how video from Al Snow, and at the end of the day, the reality is we're all marks. We, Yo, dude, and we all mark out for ourselves, dude. And that's what we're, and that's what we're supposed to do. Not for nothing. Do. Shout outs to Al Snow. I did a I did a seminar with Ron Simmons and and Billy Gunn. Actually, Billy Gunn's was was the star of the show as far as for doing the seminar. But not for nothing. Big shout out to. Al Snow. Al Snow. You did put something in the drink. <laughs> Big shout out to Al Snow. And I would love in the near future. And yeah, I think, you and really I, do. And I think really by me saying that, and, and not for nothing, I don't care. I don't care if other promoters jump on it because that's smart business. I would still jump on it regardless. But I think Al Snow should definitely be used in a seminar fashion more in the New York area because yeah. this man has a lot of freaking stuff to offer as far as knowledge-wise in-ring experience. Yeah. Oh, no, please. The man so, is- by the way, if any, if no other promoter was going to use him, guarantee eventually down the line he will be part of Pro Slam And there's a, there's a few that I would sit there and I would be like, this guy yeah, that yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. get. But – Al Snow definitely underrated. Yeah, underrated. And, and like I said, we all we're all marks for ourselves. We're all yes. marks, and yes. that's what it is. Yes. That, you know, regardless of what it is, who's a mark, we're all marks. That's what it is. Because at the end of the day, we all want somebody to draw to us, be it relationship, professional, mm-hmm. whatever. We all want the draw. Mm-hmm. So the so, draw yeah, so, came. The draw came. You guys met each so other. We, and we, we met each other. He discussed to me a, a vision that he had. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I came up with the name Tier One because obviously. I didn't come up with the name of Tier 1. But, once again, to show you it's not a freaking gimmick about me loving pro wrestling, I decided to invest in somebody's dream. And the fact that I decided to dress, uh, to invest, I'm saying dress, Jay Santi, stop poisoning me. <laughs> the, the fact that I decided to invest in somebody else's dream doesn't make me a sucker. It shows that I love the sp- the sport of pro wrestling in general thank you so with that being said i love this idea i said hey you know what somebody invested in me when i when i first came up with that that idea so why don't i pass on the good tradition to him so guess what i decided to invest a couple amount of money dollars i'm sorry like this amount (laughs) but anyway that's without being said and decided to invest. Things started moving smoothly. Pert made a couple of purchases, like I said before. But I don't want to go into the mist, Jay Santi, of repeating the stuff that I said on no, the video. No, no, but you say so, a couple of, couple of purchases. A couple not, of purchases. Not, not to go into I'm detail. not going. Yeah, exactly. Not to go into detail, there. but the one thing that stood out for me when you did uh-huh. the um, talk, to the me. basically the rundown of the the when you did it on the on your your, your video, mm-hmm. and the one thing that stood out for me was the ring. Right, right, right. The ring. Because there's one thing, like we just said early on in the, in the interview, was your love for wrestling and your love for boxing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no complacency when you talk about the detail when it came about that ring. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you long, and, I, and you mm-hmm. called me numerous this is, times. This is, called, this is the dead giveaway. Look, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. I did not have to show proof as far as document proof. In the video to know that to let you guys know that I was telling the truth. At the end of the day, if I didn't have any documents proof, I know for a fact that there would have been at least there was probably just two or three other videos that followed up after that. But I know if I never showed any document proof to put the official stamp on it, there would have probably been, and I'm not exaggerating, at least ten more videos to say no, 
that guy is legit. As a matter of fact, if you don't believe me, look at him doing boxing promotion. Look at him. So why wouldn't he invest if he's going to invest in a ring, not saying solely a wrestling ring or not saying solely a boxing ring? Why wouldn't he invest in something that could transform into his liking depending on what he decides to do? So that's the thing, Jay Santi, that, you know what I'm saying? That's why... Yeah, even though I showed what I showed, right. just to put the stamp on it. Because right. at the end of the day, all right, the truth is out the back. I know I talk a lot of crap to you guys. I know. But, but that's and, what you are. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll do it after, and I'll do it tomorrow and yeah. the next day after that. But the truth is this. I know that I came, I first started in the business with no background, no history. I came out of left field, out of nowhere. Right. Was lucky enough for you fans to actually, out of curiosity, say, who the hell is this guy? With that happening, everything else transpired, which is fine. Then I started stepping into the ring, doing my, well, started being a talk show host, said the wrong thing to the wrong person at the right time, and thus ended my career, started my career as far as being a wrestling promoter. I, I, But you, 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 go, you, you go, you go, you do tier one. You guys started off. We started tier. We started, we started tier one. We did the first show. Um, I invited like the people that I still was connected with as far which as is fan, a lot of people. You got you which a, which, you, which you was did. the fan base that yeah. I felt yeah, like you, that you, I you, knew that, that I still had connection with from Pro Slam, and, me, and I and brought them into you, tier one. I I am always shocked because there's a lot of people that and, and not shocked in a negative way. It's more of a shock that like. You rarely see a lot of people who have support for somebody. And you have people who came out and supported yeah, regardless. Regardless of the situation, they came out. I wasn't at the first Tier 1 show. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, videos of the first Tier mm-hmm, 1 show. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is the way that mm-hmm. an indie show should That's start. That's it. That's it. This is how it should start. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go into full details about... What the, de- the like the the de- digression of what was going on with right? Brother. I want to go to. Where- I, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm not seeing. What, making what things- was the what was the hindsight that you started noticing? Like, mm, this might not be the better investment. Oh, it's real simple. Um, after the second show, notice I said after, after the, the second show. After the second show, remember wow. the remember key numbers when I start speaking. Number two. So why are you focusing on numbers? So pay attention to one and two. What was the crowd like in one and two? Mm-hmm. What was the crowd like when three came along when I officially said that I wasn't physically there anymore? And to tell you the truth, somebody told me, and I don't know how true it is, somebody right. told me, even though I'm not partners with him, somebody told me that he did say that I'm a paper promoter and, and I wasn't there really? around for the last couple of shows. And I said to myself, and I counted, I said, Oh, he's supporting what I said. I, I was know. only there for the first two shows. Okay, thank you. You told the truth for the first time. All right, cool. And man. I remember, I remember. The, I hoping that he posted used, that. And you used to have a shirt that said Tier One on it. And I, like I said, after you left my show, you had the Tier One shirt, and I was sitting, and I saw the shirt, and I go, "Okay." I, mean, <laughs> I, I, said, I said, "You know, he's a promoter." You, you, you're okay. not being a religious. Nobody's being religious, but he felt a vibe that. No, it wasn't even a vibe. It was like you know what. I'm going to let him get away Dean, with it. Dean does not want to let me know something. And there might be a reason for it, which is fine. Because as it comes to heed, what you, you, you expressed in the video was that there was this big animosity against House of Glory. And, uh, one of the biggest, um, if you guys don't know, on the New York City indie scene, House of Glory is one of the biggest Dude. indie scenes. That more power to them and granted 
more wealth to them as well oh, because yeah. they've earned it. Oh, they've yeah. earned it. Dude, started what? Am I, correct me if I'm Remember, wrong. We started were, 2011 and, and woo. we commentated their first event and it was like oh, 30, yeah. 35 people in the, in the audience. It was like... And it was a fun night too. And now we they're did, standing we at a stand thousand. Up. We were supposed to be in a table. <laughs> yeah, we were standing up passing the microphone. <laughs> we called their whole matches with two fucking microphones standing up. And I had the tightest and ugliest suit on. It was ridiculous. And, and you would think this was 20 years ago. This was like, like what? Five years ago. Any oh, case, yeah. um, there was like a big animosity. Did he feel that you got, that you had like an animosity with House of Glory as well at the time? Um, let me. T- mm, I don't know, but this. But is you the- never really had an animosity with House of Glory. No, to tell you the truth, the last time I did business with House of Glory, I remember like it was yesterday. Remember the last conversation me and Brian had. Brian said, "Yo, everything went perfectly. The only thing is just adjust the audio part and stuff like that, but keep everything the same. Perfect. Right. As a matter of fact, the last conversation we had from that time." Was on a positive note. Right. It was just me being me, like ah, I, that bucket. Yeah, list, like I said, Vince McMahon dreams. Yeah, it's like that bucket list. Vince McMahon dreams. I so, always, I always said you have Vince McMahon, uh, you have Vince McMahon money going out there with Mo, oh, I mean, the Vince McMahon dream with Moat liquor money. I'm not trying. I'm not going to make things up and say, oh nah, it's because this was going on with H. No, no, no. It was just one of those things. So where- it happens. You guys, you guys formulate right. this, 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 um, this promotion. Right, and 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 it looked like it was gaining steam. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, pro, yeah. Genuine. Give the microphone. Genuine steam. Ooh, you can, the mic moves. You can move it. <laughs> uh, genuine steam. Yeah, that's the like most it, important yeah, thing. It, yeah, it looked like it was generating steam. in the beginning of the first two shows. Remember, right. I said genuine steam. Right. Then I started noticing. Oh, what's they look? Look what they're doing. This and that. Oh man. Oh, I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, they suck. This and that. I got... This is another one that... Something new. And Jay Santi, I'm trying to keep this podcast as exclusive. You can call me Jay. You don't have to do the Jay. full name. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep this as exclusive as possible because I don't want to... I feel like it's redundant repeating something. Oh, by the way, that, before you continue... Uh, yeah, yeah. Just in case. Yeah, I'm, then, feel, I'm feeling... feeling I'm feeling... I'm going to cut them out in a minute. Okay. I'm feeling that's a bit redundant, me repeating something that... Yeah. As soon as I get off the air, they could just easily go to the archives yeah, and yeah, see. Yeah. So let's not repeat stuff. Let's just say. But I'm saying there's, you, there's people who don't know about it. Oh, so. no, no, yeah. no. He, fo- his focus was on House of Glory. Right. That's facts. Mm. All right, guys. That wraps up the second part of Lorenz Dean's controversial interviews. I guess that's what you're going to call it. Check out part three coming up soon. Most likely next episode or. Whenever he wants to come back. Nah, most likely be next episode. Check out part three of Lorenz Dean's shocking interviews. And uh, be sure you check out Pro Wrestling Punchlines. Make sure you check out Pro Wrestling Punchlines. You can email them at prowrestlingpunchlines at gmail.com. Make sure you use TRSS as a form of discount. Just drop the TRSS icon and you can... Get a discount from Pro Wrestling Punchlines. All right, so when we come back, we come back with Terminal Tabloid. I'm going to have a small talk through, and then we'll have the takeover. Yes. This is their audition tape, ladies and gentlemen, so be ready. If you guys like it, let us know at RageWorks.net, and let me know at the regular season sportscast. This is the audition tape of MetFan Matt and the bearded one, Rondo. Jesus, I can only imagine what these two are going to come up with, so... 
I don't even know why I said that. It's not like I didn't produce the shit. So when we come back, turn book tabloid. Check it out in a minute. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turnbuckle Tabloid. All right, so I finally found somebody that I can't stand and I loathe more than Dave Meltzer. Everybody asks me what I don't like about Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer is possibly the biggest definition of a mark when it comes to marks. We all marks when it comes to wrestling in all day and age because we support it, we watch it, we talk shit about it, we bash it, we love it, we buy this, we buy the, the, the merchandise. We all mark off of wrestling. But there's more marks than some. And Meltzer's the biggest mark because he's got everyone buying into this idea that his opinion matters most than everyone else. This is why he has these rankings and star matches or whatever the case may be. And to be honest, anytime that he labels something a five-star match or whatever the case, it's the most obvious thing that anyone could ever post like honest it's so you don't even have to rate it all you just have to say is that match was great listen give me a match that everybody believes is not considered a great match and rate it properly and then i can give you credit he's and plus he's so so self-indulged in the fact that he's in the know when all you are is just wanting to be a fucking rub elbows with wrestlers and be known in the circle type of fucking guy and you're really not you're just a dick from what is said most of the 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 industry can't stand you anyway you just a wannabe so but now i found someone who i loathe even even more than that and that be vince russo let's i'm not i'm not even gonna give you the fucking link to where you can find this jackass's thoughts let me just say this how would you even say that David Arquette was way over than Kevin Owens? I'm not even going to say anything at the moment because I want you to sink that into your your whole psyche for a moment. To even say that David Arquette was more over than Kevin Owens. This guy, if there's a definition of douche, it would be Vince Russo and his flavor would be Summer's Eve onion. That's how fucking terrible he is. If there's a guy who is looking for a reason and means to be relevant, it's Russo. And I'm only going to give him these few minutes of, of, of that because after that, I don't even want to speak about this fucking tool anymore. It's remarkable how he even was able to make money in the wrestling industry. And for him to say that, oh, at least at least Jim Cornette, you know, he back he backpedaled. And somewhat gave a backhanded compliment to Owens. You know, he didn't want to, because I guess they, you know, of course they had their issues in Ring of Honor. But I guess he could, he he, he bit the bullet to say that, you know, it's more power to him, good for him, that he, that he won their championship. But Russo? What a piece of shit that fucking guy is. Ridiculous. And in any case, with that being said, Kevin Owens wins. The WWE Universal Championship, which by all means, we done said it tongue in cheek where we were like, well, we want Owens to win. Hell, I saw, you know, there were they were there were uh, some votes that were going on to certain Facebook pages that, you know, who do you think would win? And for the most part, everyone thought that it was either going to be the Rollins over Reigns possibly going over again. Uh, some thought cast and the hardcore fans wanted Owens to win, but. They didn't think he was going to get the rub. And for him to get 
their title is actually a benchmark to what they're saying about their movement, which I commend for them. I really do. I really commend it. And I hope the story really is true that he didn't know that he was winning that night. I really hope that it was one of those things that it was on the fly call because I want to be a mark like that. I want to be naive. I want to be uh, naivete because I'm fancy with it. I want to be naivete. Dad, bitch. On the fact that he didn't know that it act when Triple H came in, it was supposed to be that he was supposed to put uh, Rollins over, and in fact, the swerve came in and it was him who caught it. And I, I want to be that naive to 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 feel that, and it's well deserved. I mean, look, you got a guy, and kudos to all those guys, and especially Big Cass, man. Big Big Cass got a nice call. You know, he wasn't gonna get it, but it was cool to see him in there. Especially in that in that fold, I know they like him. They want the big guy in there. He's been showing his mic skills to be somewhat better and better progressively. And in the ring, he's dominant. Fine. I think Roman still has to work his way through his um his his punishment. I guess there you may say. By the way, did you guys see that in Pro Wrestling Illustrated? They ranked him as the number one wrestler. I'm not gonna take anything away from him because it, the kid could work, but. Number one wrestler? Yikes. Someone's not looking at Ricochet because I am. That man is dreamy. Woo. Got that baby hair, girl. So, but but with all that culminating and what was going on, to see Owens come on and, and take their, 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 their championship. And then I just got to say one more thing about Russo. How did Russo's going to sit there and say, oh, well, I don't see him being a guy like a Cena who go on Good Morning America to... Bu- He's a fucking heel, you dick. Why w- Hello. Why would... What fucking heel does tours? Or d- or does rounds in the circuit? Who does that? I don't... I'm sorry. This is that Vince Root. He, he, I'm going to have to take my fucking blood pressure medication because he's fucking boiling my shit right now. He's an, he's an obnoxious ass. So in any case, we have pretty much... Now the whole angle in, in, in Raw would be... It's cool that uh, that Charlotte almost hurt Sasha. Now it's cool to start saying that shit. When are we going to start like veering away from the fact that okay, um injuries do occur in wrestling, but to basically promote that we might be hurting ourselves for real? They promoted the fuck out of Enzo banging his head on that bottom rope shit. They went I mean, years ago they used to try to cover that shit up. <coughs> Excuse me, but now it's like listen, this is the reason why we tell you don't try this at home because you can actually get hurt doing this shit. But how is it that you honestly promote the fact that Charlotte is hurting, legitimately trying to hurt someone? I, 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 I sometimes get confused on what the whole WWE agenda is. And I always tend to forget that, uh, that the WWE lines and the other promotions lines are totally different. But I think WWE is also trying to find a way to legitimize themselves. This is why... The Mrs. promo on SmackDown, which was phenomenal. To me, it was exceptional. I loved it. I just found it weird that Dolph Ziggler comes out and is the one to call Miz the hypocrite. And he's also tying the same fucking toe when it comes to you wanting to be a Hollywood yourself and you want to do movies and you want to be an entertainer. And do we really need to see another Miz and Ziggler fucking angle? I mean, they both could work. And I guess... We've come to a realization that Ziggler is not going to get that top-tier push anymore, but I digress. But with Miz having that 
ridiculous promo on uh on Talking Smack, which by the way, the fans really suck ass. They should have been applauding him for the shit he said on that show. And then come SmackDown Live, he they booed him. Like on let me let me take that back because maybe somebody does the Kevin Dunn thing and they sweetened it to where they made it sound like more booze in actuality was cheers that happened. But no, nah, I don't think that happened. No, nah. I think the fans were just dumb and they just fucking booed him. It was ridiculous. I think it was dumb. Uh, other than that, I'm just going to talk lightly about it because the next two guys that's taking over Turnbuckle Tabloid, you got Fan Matt and Rondo, who's going to talk about their comings, their goings, their comings and goings, whatever type of shit you guys are into. You got, and they'll they'll discuss their NXT, their SummerSlam weekend, and what other shenanigans went down. So be on the lookout for this and other opinionated assholes coming up soon. We got a lot more coming down. So give us a give, give us a listen to. Well, excuse me, what is that? Oh, you're taking it over now. I'm not even. All right, fine. Now, here's Meth Fat Mad and Rondo. Fucking bastard. Split the thick hair that is John Rondo's. Uh oh. I'm only hoping that you got the same haircut down in the pews. You should actually see it. It's actually pretty nice. We'll this, do it after, we'll after the second. This does taste like pumpkin. I told you, yo. A little yeah, spike, right. little, little, little dash of pumpkin. Welcome to Turnbuckle Tabloid. It's just a splash. The, what I like to call, hostile takeover. My name is John Rondo. And I will be guest hosting. Today, along with my friend, Chocolate Milk. There it is. Thank you for that great introduction. That was glorious. One could say it was prestigious. Um, beguiling? It was <laughs> That's a good word. SAT words are always welcome here. That's 10 points for Matt. Thank you. Add it up. Add up the points. We're here where the points don't matter. All right, guys. This is your, this is your fucking audition tape. Get it right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. First of all, I don't audition for anything. Let's just get I succeed. Okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, um, what was, uh, what's his name, uh, Chandler from Friends? Absolutely, he doesn't audition for anything. And um, like, basically, it's like even Marie. It's like we're going down to start our first um, our, our audition, and it's like, and she will not be able to make it for anxiety and beers. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I couldn't make it to work for being drunk, for being drunk, you'd be a um, um, million dollar man. Yeah. Like, I, I, would, I wouldn't have to work anymore. So this weekend we had a pretty big weekend for wrestling, especially for the WWE, where a lot of fans got to see a plethora of shows at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. We did. Um, I only got to attend one of the shows, which is NXT, because I don't make a lot of fuck money. Fuck money. No. But Matt, you got to attend a lot of the shows. Yeah, I attended um, NXT Brooklyn and Monday Night Raw. Oh, so you didn't get to go to SummerSlam because nobody can afford that shit. No, and then I looked at the show and I was like, is it worth $120? 
And those are like the nosebleeds. Yeah, nosebleeds. I, I saw a pair of tickets down on the floor for $500. And at the end of the night, I'm kind of glad I didn't spend it. Yeah, no. no. I, at the end of the day, I was like, I'll be home in my AC. No problem. No problem. Sir. So you were in the crowd with me at NXT. Yes. Uh, we weren't, you know, sitting next to each other, but I, you were up top, right? You were in a spirit, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I had seats a little lower, but yeah, there's not a bad seat at the Barclays, I feel, no, because, not. you know, you can pretty much see anything, everything from everywhere. I, I love the crowd for NXT. Oh, the crowd's amazing. This is, I think this was the second NXT show I went to. One I went to out in, out in New Jersey, Asbury Park, and it was a lot smaller, and oh. I got third row seats from the front. But I feel like the NXT crowd is just in it to win it. Like they want the they want <laughs> the wrestlers to make sure that they know they, who they're cheering for and who they oh, are. Oh yeah. Which is the biggest thing. The crowd's amazing for NXT man. And I feel like it's more it's a little more personable with NXT because these guys aren't like on main television, you know, they're through the network, so they're not on network television. And I feel like they can get away with a little bit more. Uh, of course. But at the same time they they listen to their fans a lot more. Oh, than a lot more. Raw and SmackDown. Thank you, Triple H. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you, you uh, beautiful Southern gun master. You <laughs> king of kings, bastard. <laughs> so it's just like we've done before, we were not going to go through match through match by match, but we'll just kind of run through all the shows and give give our opinion on what we thought the shows were. So let's start with the NXT show. The f- I know there was two matches, no, three matches that started before the actual taping of the show, uh-huh. which yeah. I believe was uh, one of them was the uh, Authors of Pain versus Team 61, yes. So what did you think of that? Uh, that was like that was a really good match. I enjoyed it. You thought it was good? I my, enjoyed it. My thing is, I feel like the crowd really wasn't into it. They were. For some... No. And... I don't know TM61 I hate that name Yeah the name The name is TM61 weird. is just Terrible oh, Terrible the name, name. Uh, the name is like A little spoofy for me I don't know I don't fuck with that name You know Pokemon moves galore Um <laughs> But I feel like they're not... I guess they're still looking for their pacing in WWE. Uh But I feel like they... They haven't translated over. And I feel like they kind of shot them from the indies straight to NXT. Yeah. As opposed to some other people had, like, you know... training. They didn't get any time, like, you know, to fit in. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird. It was a weird intro of their tag team. But I feel like with somebody like Nakamura, who... Probably had like maybe two or three weeks at the performance center yeah. before they brought him up already, and I feel like he translated a lot better. But these guys are kind of like, uh, and I know where people like them and they, you know, they get behind them. But I feel like they haven't gotten to that mold yet. So I don't, yeah, no. I don't think they're really ready for what the WWE is trying to like throw at them. I guess. Yeah, no, I don't think they're. Re- I don't think they were prepared for what they were getting into. I mean, obviously they have the Team Sixty One is a great tag team. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they just don't have the. They're not into the WWE mode right now. You know, right. right. It takes I feel time. like they're still like trying their indie stuff, and it's kind of like mm, it's they like, need uh, to like get more into the showy part. Yeah, they need, they need to get more flat. Uh, you know, a lot more entertainment. So we had those guys. Then we had uh, oh my f- personal favorite in NXT, and I have to say, this guy does not get as much burn as he should. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. <laughs> the perfect ten. Yeah, I love that guy. That's nice Him player. versus uh, who, which it one was, was it? I think it was Blake. Wesley Blake? Yeah, Wesley Blake. Is <laughs> My favorite thing was uh, everybody chanting, which one are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then your zero was just... Your zero. The, the NXT crowd is just phenomenal and on fire. Oh, they're always on yeah. fire. When you go to an NXT show, you, only, you should expect the best. 
the best crowd. And, and I went to a smaller one back in Asbury Park, and you yeah. know, it was just phenomenal. And like the superstars were coming on the side and taking pictures with people, and it was That's it was dope. literally the size of a high school gym. Really, it was so fucking cool. That's shit like, you live for, man. You know, just, shows like that, especially yeah. seeing you know my Red Queen. Even Marie was there. Marie. She, she was she's eternally beguiling. Oh, oh, be, beguiling. Yeah, and uh, you know she did a nice little shake. Oh, really? For us, so she that was, was nice. When was this NXT show? It was, uh, I think it was February. I want to say. Also, March. yeah, I was going to choose an NXT. Yeah, she was still down there. She um, was still beguiling back then. So, let's just go down uh, now after the pre-show, what, which is what everybody saw this week on NXT on Wednesday. Yep. Then we had the main show, which started off, and we had a couple, we had one uh, debut and then a couple, actually a couple debuts, no? Yep. We had, we had uh, let's start with the Ember Moon debut. Oh, yes, Ember Moon debut. She came out, I had, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say that I knew who she was, because I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Like, I've never seen uh-huh. her before, yeah. I've never really seen her. But a lot of people have, being a fan of the indies and such, and... You probably have seen her around more than I have. Yeah, I was aware of her. What did you think about her debut as compared to what she was in the Indies? Okay, my my thoughts on her debut was... I think her gimmick's great. I I love the character. Her in-ring performance was very good. I mean, obviously she has a lot more to show, but I think for her debut match... She showed that she's not just a normal wrestler. She's a high flyer. She can do moves up the worlds. And that that finisher was just that finisher. Was a, yeah, I know. Oh my god, you yeah. can see you can see Johnny A smiling from ear to ear on that. <laughs> I think you know, even though he's not a fan of a lot of people, but there it is. Know, she's not six foot six and completely fucking muscular. Yeah, she's a, a little a, a scrawny type, but she was very good. I was a, I was very very. I looked back. I watched it back on um, the network, and I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, I, I couldn't see her entrance on because I was. So I see, I see, and uh, I think after they did the match and they did like the backstage segment where they're talking to Bailey and she popped up uh-huh. and she, you know, she was talking to Bailey and Bailey was like, "I've seen your work. I'm a big fan." You know, I think that was a nice way to hand the torch over, yeah, to Ember Moon because Bailey was just, you know, she's um, we all know that after, which is what we're going to talk about next, but after what happened at NXT, we all kind of figured the road that she was going to go on. Oh, yeah. So I think it was a nice handoff from her yeah. to Ember Moon, like, you're going to be the main bitch now. It's like, you're right? going to be, you know? It's like, soon enough, you'll, you'll be in my spot without a doubt. Right. I know, so. it, I know it didn't make sense, but it reminded me of the Undertaker or John Cena debut feel when they gave the handshake at the mm-hmm. end. And yeah. the, I don't know why, it just gave me that little that, that feel. It was pretty so awesome. It was cool. Yeah, that was, was nice cool. to see. And then, Very of course, we had uh, Bailey versus Oscar. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, the crowd was on fire to the point where, uh, for the second time in the night, they were singing along to a Superstars theme song, which is just that's my favorite thing. I love that. That's Everybody gets into it. Everybody starts singing the song. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we had Bailey versus Oscar for the NXT Women's Championship, uh-huh. which I thought personally was a phenomenal match. Oh, it was amazing! Like of from end to end, there was not not one ass sitting down in this in in the in the house. It was just Tense. from beginning to end was just smack in your face. Awesome. No, I want to actually this real quick. Better than Nakamura and um, Samoa. No, no, but it was definitely a phenomenal match. The only reason I say no was because there's just some factors that were in the Nakamura and Samoa Joe match that just made it a little more real, I guess you would say. Uh-huh, it was more... Like, like, at the end, Asuka came out and, you know, they shook hands and they hugged oh, and then so. there was a show of respect there. Mm-hmm. But then we had Nakamura versus 
uh, Samoa Joe, which a Nakamura's entrance was out of the second. Oh, look, okay. We can talk about that entrance for an hour right now. Which yeah. guy came out with that violin and just started going at it? Let me tell you, it was just chill. He pulled the string out from his back, and the crowd went, "Oh yeah. shit!" It's yeah. about to be really, <laughs> it was, it was lit. It got intense, real so, quick. That was that, just the entrance alone kind of set the pace for the entire match. Yeah. And then they came out, and I, I don't know, like, I thought it was going to be a lot more, like, Smash Mouth, but I can understand where they had to set the pace for the match and kind of, like, not slow it down, but kind of, like, take it at a pace here and there because they didn't want to throw everything out there. Of course. Which is fine. But then we ended up with Samoa Joe with a dislocated, dislocated jaw. jaw. Yes. From the, uh, from the first... Um, I still say Boomerang. The King Shasta? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I remember after he won, he, he held the title up. Um, the, the referees went over to him, and they took the X, the whole crowd near me anyway. They're like, ah, well, this guy's injured, <laughs> yep. man. You can see him holding his jaw in the middle of the match and pointing to it. He's like, ah, I'm fucked up, you know? And then, but hey, he's a guy. He's another Kinshasa. Fuck it. You know, why not? This is just beautiful. This is like, you know, I could, like, get off to this one. Oh, God. I was playing it on my way here, and it just it's chills, man. It's, it's on iTunes now. They actually yeah. like, did a recording yeah. of the guy, and it's like... It's so sick. I, I, I kind of hope he just uses it at TakeOver, and not, or like the special shows, uh-huh. as opposed to just every night. Watch him have a different violinist every single time. And they make mad money off of like, getting a different guy. But then they get like different instruments, too. Like, Manny G comes in and does an intro. Oh, by WrestleMania, is not a fucking orchestra, bro. It was just like, because I had asked Tony while I was watching, I was like, do you think this guy actually watches wrestling like... They told him, okay, we need you to play this and just just go with it. So, like, all of a sudden, the crowd started getting into it. He had a look. He, if you saw his face, he had a look like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, he had no idea what he was getting into. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I used to play in bowling alleys, not this shit. <laughs> I was just on the sixth train. I didn't know he had to. They just picked him up off the platform. Excuse me, sir. We need somebody real quick. Oh, you're, from, you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> the guy who was a tips on the side of somewhere. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Did you really have to go there? Yes, yes. This I is do. why we you, leave you in the room. You Please. do, you do listen to TRSS, right? right. Please go back to your bathroom. Oh shit! Go off the priest's again. It doesn't matter. It's back time. It's bathroom break time. Yeah, so, so that was an amazing match. The entrances were uh, stunning. Um, overall, that was a masterpiece. Let's talk about the best entrance of the night, which was the rude one himself. Oh, glorious! The most glorious entrance. In our and a theme song in all of entertainment. Bobby Roode. The revival? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> no, sir. No. no. We're talking about the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Have you ever heard of him? Beer money? Mm. No. <laughs> so, it's hey. Oh, shit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold I, on, hold I on. think things are about to turn right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shh. And he was victorious that night, let me tell you. And he was. And he was against uh, Andrade Cienalgas. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give him a listen. This match had ups and downs. I gotta give props to Almas. He, he did a great job in the ring. Mm-hmm. He was the one problem with that match I had. Bobby Roode's finisher. The oh, pump I hand, hate the pump, pump handle. Handles. The pump handle is like, I feel like Road Dog had like a, a little say in that. Like, you should do a pump handle drop. Like they used to do that. No, time. what it was is because <laughs> since the you know the, the social media thing with the glory bomb, somehow oh. that's the name of the finisher. It's called oh, the glory yeah, bomb. but they could have worked make something it, else. Make it a, you know, a, New, a, Jer- a New Jersey nap time. That even that was better than the fucking pump handle. The pump handle was really God. weak. And um, 
the other moves that he did in the ring before this finish was like, wait, like, come on, the pump handle, that's what you finished with? Right. I don't right. know, that, that didn't sell me. So, like, I, I was next to my friend, and I was like, he, he can't finish this way, and he did. And I feel like, you know what was really nice was the uh, back and forth that they had, and kind of comedy in a match. Oh, yeah, it was you great, I mean? yeah, it was it, it just had a great feel. They, they had a lot of chemistry. They did, match. and... I think they, For, said, I think they uh, told the story about um, Almas stealing Rude's like glorious moment yeah. of him winning, so like getting tight. But the funny thing is, Almas a good good wrestler. It's just that here's my problem with WWE, and I don't know if I, and and I was talking to one of my friends about it. He's like, I'm sick of them putting these lame ass gimmicks on Latino guys. Oh like, yeah, they, oh man. And it's like <laughs> I get no way, Jose. Like that's fine, but like, do you really have to? He he was Jesus back when, with Carlito. Jesus, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just, but let me get off my soapbox. So then, <laughs> so then we had what I thought was the match of the night, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the revival versus yes. Gargano and Chum. Match of the night. And it was a, that. that that match for me put tag team wrestling back on the goddamn map. It did. No, I stood up. Those two knees. went back and forth. I was so on the edge of my seat, and I had literally nine guys that I went next to me, uh-huh. and I did not see one ass that wasn't on the edge of the goddamn scene. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was just silly. out of this world. The, they were telling a great story in the ring, and the, the thing that the thing that, uh, that gets me is that a lot of these indie guys come in still with that indie style, uh-huh. and these guys just took it out of the park, and it's like it wasn't any indie stuff, it wasn't any of that, it was just Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano versus The Revival, just a smash it no, was it was match. back and forth, ama- an amazing match, and there wasn't a, all the spots were just high intense. It, it was crazy, and, and you know what was cool is that the revival is such like an old school tag team, like oh, very yeah, reminiscent of Oli and Arn. I love that, that about them. These guys, and they brought it in. They they kind of do like the old school, uh, you know, the Minnesota Strength uh, Wrecking Crew. And they kind of put like a new spin to it, uh-huh. so it's oh, like yeah. kind of translates over to 2016 mm-hmm. when those guys were around like oh yeah, six. You know? when you see revival, you scream like oh, this is like totally old school wrestling. But right it here. works. It, it works. works. And there's so many teams like or so many people that try to do that, uh-huh. and it hasn't worked. And for them, for some fucking reason, they found out how to make it work. Oh. And that match right there put tag team wrestling back on the map. And I will be happy if they bring up the revival to the main roster. Yeah, I, but don't fuck them up. That's what I was gonna ask you. Where do you think they're gonna go? SmackDown or Raw? I think personally, SmackDown needs them. I think, so, but I think they would get things. more. I feel like with the the caliber of tag teams that are on Raw, I think they would fit better on Raw. Yeah, Only yeah, because so. a lot of you know, who do you have on SmackDown really? Like the Usos, who can they really go against that they can keep that yeah, same right. build? You know what I mean? Like. I think they would fit a little better on, on Raw where they get more exposure and kind of have work with those teams that would fit with them. Yeah, no, I understand. Up the right way, but you my, know? Thing, my personal thing is, who's the top heel tag team on SmackDown right now? Like, give me a give me a heel tag team that, like, ha- could actually fight against American Alpha. In, like, in, at, at Backlash. Because like, at Backlash, I'm assuming we're going to see the Usos versus American Alpha. And I think they are building up the Usos as a, as a heel tag team now, which... I'm thinking about that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Usos as a heel tag team anyway. I think I they did a lot better as heels than they did as faces. I think but so too. That's just me. That's just me being a heel mark, as I always say. <laughs> I'm a goddamn heel mark for all kinds of heels. Um, heels so, <laughs> so NXT overall, the show was amazing. I did not think, though, that it was as good as last year's NXT TakeOver. My thing is, I feel like the only reason why this year meant more to me was because we saw a title change, Nakamura. 
and being like, like and and shows, yeah. and stuff. Like last year, we all I mean, at the main event. I don't know. I, when I when I when I know things are gonna happen, like the ends of matches, it just interests me. Like during the Finn Balor Owens match, I was there, and I, we all knew Finn Balor was gonna retain, and I was there like. It's a great match and all, but I kind of know what's going to happen. Do you think the Shinsuke rush, uh, the push is, is rushed right now? Do you think it's too much? I don't think so. I don't think so at all, actually. I think that he he is that type of talent that if you don't capitalize on him, it kind of will fade away. But he's charismatic enough, even at the beginning of where he is now. And he's, honestly, since he's come in and he's built, on, uh, he's built his character, I think that it's perfectly timed. My thing, though, was I saw, and I hate to shout people out, but somebody literally said, it's about time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He just started two months ago. Yeah, Do you want him to come in and then give him the title? Yeah. Like, that's just stupid. That's kind of what they do. He that's comes in and yeah. nobody knows who the fuck he is. Like, no, like we know who Shinsuke Nakamura is because yeah, we all saw Wrestle Kingdom 10. Of you know, him against, versus, uh, him against AJ Styles. Like, we all saw it. Oh, but yeah. for him to come in, it's like, oh, here's a title match. It's like... Who the fuck is this guy? Who is? Yeah, you need to earn your spot, no matter who you are. You need to build his character and, and, and you know uh, introduce him, and then get people behind him, and then give him. That's what know, that's what I want to bring up because in a recent interview with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan said that they should have brought up Nakamura, um, Samoa Joe, and Finn Balor up maybe like you know a year ago. I don't, I don't I know if Nakamura came in like less than a year ago, yeah. but. And then Daniel Bryan said that they should have capitalized on like the like the, the AJ Styles and Nakamura's and Samoa Joe's and put them on the main roster now because they said they everyone has a toll on their body. So what do you think about that? You think they should have brought Samoa Joe a year I think, ago? I don't think they should have brought up Samoa Joe a year ago. I think that Samoa Joe, as good of a talent as he is, and he was on TV, he still needs to also learn how to work that WWE style. Yeah, it's different because so, it's completely different than what that. TNA was doing or anybody else was doing. Samoa Joe was going against guys like AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and. Kazarian and all these guys who are like were indie guys and you know they, he, he fit into that style but now he's going against so many other people you especially know, students in NXT right. you know what I'm saying you know, and a lot of these that. guys don't know what I hate to say it's not that they don't know what they're doing it's that they're kind of new to the business so they're still learning you know what I mean and the biggest thing is that uh, and something else I was thinking about today is the biggest thing is that you gotta understand that these guys are still learning and you don't wanna have that same caliber of matches with these guys right. and possibly get hurt or something yeah. like that, you know? Even though we did see that. Um, yeah. Over, but that's Sadly. besides the point. So then, from TakeOver, we went to... SummerSlam. The second biggest show of the year. Yeah, I, SummerSlam. I, I, I mean, personally, SummerSlam. So, what was your thoughts on SummerSlam overall? Because it was a very controversial night. If we, we, I usually like to give a, a, a number grade out to pay-per-views. And uh, as Jay has known before, um, I I'd give it a seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. Seventy five. See, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people are, a lot of people are um, grading the pay per view based on where the belt looks and stuff That's, like that, like the small things. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are like, like, oh, this show sucks because the belts ragged. I can see how people like, would not get behind the, the belt designs. Of course, but don't like don't 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 judge. Them. I personally did not like them. I, I wasn't going to judge the show based on title design. Exactly, like, I that's what shit. I'm saying. If that's the case, then the past ten years of WWE have fucking sucked. I, I think they had yeah, a spinner title for the longest time that was designed for John Cena. That somehow and had it. ended up <laughs> sticking around for. 10 plus Remember when Edge had the spinner belly chase from the WWE to like the rated R yeah, spinners just, yo you know what's funny is that when WWE first presented their new championship belt when The Rock had it right Right. and I saw it I was like 
but he hasn't had time to work his ring rust, and he just came in working like that. He didn't go training. He didn't do what everybody else does, like Chris Jericho, who goes up to Lance Storm's school and trains and comes back. That's he true. just kind of came back, and it's like, all right, you're going to give so-and-so a shitload of suplexes, and we're going to give you this much of money. I think he really just doesn't care. And doesn't I was care. so happy that Ambrose said it on the Stone Cold podcast where he's like, oh, I had such big plans for the match between he and I at WrestleMania, and he fucking put the kibosh and everything. And Matt, I told you, I said, that was supposed to be the match at me. Oh, it was. It was, I, it was supposed to be. And, and I, I said, I don't know why it wasn't, and pretty much he fucking sealed it. The, the reason why is because Lesnar knew that no matter if it was a good match or a bad match, she was getting the same amount of money. That's not, like they say, he's not getting paid hourly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not getting paid. So, he either way, he makes money whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and he, he whether he does care. one move or 10 exactly. moves, he's still making the same amount of money. He doesn't care. He doesn't really care. I, I think he's still in the mode. I don't know. After, after that UFC fight, I still believe it to myself. So, speaking of Brock, we also had, and this is where I talk about, I want to say, not only rustiness, I, I don't want to say laziness, but rustiness. We had Brock versus Orton. Do you think it was a work? What the, you, he up, what you up and stuff? That he bl- busted him open. No. I think, I, think, I, think, I honestly think that he... Despite everything that was said, Vince saying it was a word, Triple H saying it was a word, even Orton saying that it was supposed to happen, despite everything that say, everybody saying it was a word, it's you think it was a word? I really don't think so. Because that was not a... You think, you think that was a blade? That wasn't like him cutting. No, was no. Legit, but, I'm saying, but, but I'm saying, do you think that Orton knew that it was supposed to happen, that... Lesnar was supposed to elbow the shit out of his head and bust him open like he did. I, I really don't think so. I think what happened I really was, was that so. Orton knew that the shots were going to come, but he didn't expect those it to be shots. Like that. It's the same thing with Cena when he they 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 fought uh, a year or two ago, where it was the same thing. It was like just bring it, and he didn't know that that's what happens when you get hit. With. Brock Lesnar, yeah. straight shot. I think, I think, I think, and I and I commend because there was the beef that Jericho had. Oh yeah, about yeah. It. you know what? Pissed Jericho, about it. Jericho's stepping up now for the guys who get hurt in the ring and everything else. It's honestly one of my favorite things. Oh, Chris Jericho's the man. I'm not gonna say that I'm a worker because I probably worked a handful of matches, but for him to come out and defend the the worker who's in a match who got hurt against the person who was careless against them uh-huh. is one of my favorite things in the world because there's so many people that will come out it's like oh chill out take take it easy man like man up man up man up you know stop being a little bitch and he came out and said what the fuck yeah. two, things, two things on that note is one he had a general consensus of listen something out there in that ring is not right Right. Something's going on out there. That, you know, whatever it is that you guys called. Secondly, he went to a book and he questioned it. And supposedly he went to Hayes. And like I said, I don't like talking rumor shit, but it, it, but right. I, I like this but story. Still, yeah. I like this story because very interesting it's story. very it's, it's very general when it comes to Jericho because he's going to do this. He went to the book and he asked, is that supposed to happen? And they couldn't give him a clean answer. And he's like, this is bullshit. You know, you got a guy out there who's MMA trained, he's fucking, you know, that he's likes to talk Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then you have the fact that you're not giving him a clear a, a clear response. Now, did Randy know something was going to go? Maybe. Maybe. But well, he, he didn't expect, expect that. that. No, I don't think he expected that. Here's my thing with the situation. 
he was definitely told that like, Brock Lesnar was going to throw him a few punches. Did he expect him to elbow him and do ground and pound like UFC and fucking bust his head open? Probably not. Probably not. I don't think that he was expecting it, and I feel like it got... You saw that cut when he was, It was a pool of blood By the way The most shittiest finish In any fucking pay-per-view That WWE And then he and then, and then Garbage can we, can we talk about Not only That match finishing that way But the match Right before That match Finishing the same Fucking oh, way Oh Bruce Roman Reigns man We'll talk about that About the whole Roman Reigns Situation on World but, but right now It's fine like, But Yikes The same finish happening One after the other I would not I would not Upset at the fans For reacting the way That they did Oh they were pissed And I was pissed too Two uh, two false finishes Yeah And SummerSlam You know And and one after the other Like if that happened At the beginning of the the night Whatever But like One match And then the next match Not even What 15 minutes later Has to be called up Because of some bullshit Like that Like What did you think of Them putting That match before the other And not the Balor match Right but that. here's my thing Was They put the Smackdown main event In the middle of the show That's bad That's like That reminds me of the World Heavyweight Championship The first match at Wrestlemania You know what I'm saying That's, that's what I'm saying is, Maddie that's AIDS They're just Full they're blown just, AIDS <laughs> Full uh, blown Do we have some medication for that? Oh no That guy skyrocketed that pricing right? Yeah, yeah we, can't, we can't give him medication Fucking bullshit Is that Speaking of that Do we have EpiPens? No? Okay, whatever. Ace! So, going on, so we had, you know, the two false finishes, which was just complete ass. bullshit. I went home, I, I was just um, thinking about why the fuck I watched on this thing. So my favorite, my favorite part of the evening, don't laugh, don't make me laugh. Don't, don't make me laugh, stop. I'm about to. Uh, was um, Nikki Bella returning <laughs> That was the highlight of your night? That was the complete 100% highlight of my night what? What's going with you and Dio? Here's my favorite part Was that Eva Marie being suspended And they still ran the gimmick yeah, and they still and they the put, goddamn and they, and they put the suspension into her into the game. They said, "Oh, anxiety," and like in the, from the from the fans' reactions. This <laughs> <laughs> is amazing. Rondo, I think if Ronda ever had a meet and greet with Eva Marie, I think that he would like. I just can't, I, I, I would try. I would try everything I could to get that woman to marry. He's me. getting a charge. I think he'd rip off the Harambe shirt and like go bare. Raw, right? I would drink that woman's bath water and her pee, and, and, and her beach ball, her and her pee, and her pee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when women dye their hair and like the runoff like comes out, and it's like you want, I would drink that, and that's Yikes. toxic. You know, that's toxic right that, there. That's some shit. You that's some shit in like satellite library, bro. <laughs> oh, here's another thing. That match was put on after the main event for SmackDown. Yeah, I know. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like how uh, how bad do you want to build a brand that you put? The main event match, yeah, man, before a, a, a Divas tag match, and SummerSlam was, and I mean SmackDown was consistently good, so I feel like in the building was actually not bad for a championship match. So they put that in the middle of the show. That reminds me of completely World Heavyweight Championship, Alberto Del Rio, the Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan on the fucking what was it, the first match of the night, WrestleMania, yeah. seventeen seconds. But that's don't do that, like, WWE. Don't, don't fuck up. And me and my boy Dennis, you know, shout out to Dennis. We were talking about it, and he was like, dude. How is this match before the Divas tag match? And it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it can lose the fuck out of me. So, so we, yeah. speaking of the women's matches, we also had Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah, talk about that. The shit. legit boss, under 10%, who was in. Uh, unfortunately, she's injured now. Or I think she was injured before the match. Yeah, so. And Charlotte, she had Charlotte's getting ever ready for that shit. 
actually had to drop the title. And, yep. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we'll, we hope to see Sasha back in the ring very soon. She will be. But I think the reports will be back. Do you think? What 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 do you think? And we're going to get to Raw later. But what do you think about Charlotte getting back on the title so quick? Um, I I just think she got the belt back because they were aware that Sasha was injured. It's just a a, a scenario which. Yeah, do you no, think I, that Sasha Banks would have had a longer run? Or do you think she would have been like the what they used to call the paper champion? Uh-huh. Remember that? Uh-huh. Like, you know, I smell Dolph Ziggler booking. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thing is who Dolph Ziggler or Jack Swagger? Uh oh, the American Patriot. <laughs> did we all forget? Did we forget that he was world champion? Oh no, that was. The we dog. forget that the list, the man with the list, was world champion. Those were the dog days of SmackDown. Swagger. <laughs> I think like in a row it was Jack Swagger and Orton and Christian is fucking ch- world heavyweight champion. Anyway, I think they were aware Sasha Banks was injured before the match, and they knew that they had to get rid Charlotte the belt because Sasha had a recovery from her injury. Now, here's the problem that I have. Charlotte was way too aggressive. If you, if she knew that Sasha Banks was injured with her back, the move she did made it feel like it was a word, but in reality, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, she injured her back way worse, and they, they, they were told that she's going to get reprimanded for that, which so, she gladly should be. So speaking of injuries, now that you brought it up, we also have, for the Universal World, Champion, oh, Universal, the Universal Champion of the World of the Galaxy of <laughs> of the Multi Universe, uh, Alpha Beta Five. They know we have No Man's Sky. Uh oh, that's my favorite game of the month right now. Please be quiet. <laughs> Thank you. Of the month, <laughs> we have Mister the, the the Demon King, the Demon King, the Demon King, Finn Balor, a takeover. That's a that's the best Finn Balor. We had Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Luke Galloway. We have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. I almost said Finn Rollins versus Seth Balor. Seth Balor? Wow, you have too many of those Oktoberfest pumpkin beers. <laughs> we have Finn Balor versus my favorite superstar of all time right now, Mr. Rambo Apocalypse himself. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Um, okay, now we got to talk into this match about how Finn Balor got injured, um, as yeah. you guys know. Um... Okay, Did so, you see the spot, the way he took it, though? Yeah. Like, Everyone blames it on Rollins. In reality, he's done that move multiple times. The way Finn Balor put his shoulder out... Yeah, he kind of, like, went... He went to take it on one elbow. Yeah. And Let completely fucked his though. jam his shit up. Let me ask you guys this. People giving Rollins shit about... A lot, lot of stuff. A lot of yeah. Oh, oh, Brett, but nobody gets started on But Brett, nobody bro. says shit about Brock or going in the fucking ring and, and beating the and shit, beating out, of the shit out of Randy Orton or beating the shit out of Cena and all that shit. And that's because yeah. they see Brock, Brock Lesnar as a threat. As opposed yeah. to Rollins, who's Rollins, like, whatever. Guy, you know, whatever. Bret Hart went out and said Brock Lesnar's a fucking idiot for doing what he did. Brock Lesnar lives in Canada now. You know, he, he's not too far from Bret Hart. I think he would step up to Bret Hart's house like, oh, what's up? Oh, fuck. What's up, dude? <laughs> you, do you, I heard we have an issue. Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Do, no. you, do you want another kick to the head? You know? You think cancer is going to kill you? <laughs> if, if, if Goldberg just stopped you, I will fucking murder you. <laughs> the more I think of Bret Hart's remarks now, it reminds me of Vince Russo. In this God. Just for attention and fucking being a snub. Listen, bastard. bro. You can't book stuff like that, bro. Shut the fuck up okay, so, so, so as, so as we know Finn Balor won the, the first ever Universal Championship Very controversial uh, match they Which by the way I totally Although I was not a fan Of Seth winning it Early 
I really would have thought they would have given it to Seth Ferry. Yeah, well, they gave Finn Balor the push to the moon. Now she's out, he's out for fucking six, six fucking months. Anyway, Finn Balor's first champion. Um, Here's another thing. I was talking to one of my coworkers, and he said that this puts a damper on them using Finn Balor in the future. Yeah. You think that's true? I think so. Because now he had a bad injury, so now it's like, oh. You think he's going to be marked? I don't think so. You know why I don't think so? Because he is one of Triple H's pet projects. Oh, of course. No. So I I don't think, which is why they put the belt on him so quick, and which is why I don't think that him having this injury, once he comes back, they're going to put him in a doghouse or whatever. Oh, they won't do that. No, No, they won't. But I I also don't think that they're going to make him work hard to get back to the title either. Oh, I think think he's going to come back and win the Rumble. That's like, a bit. I think he's gonna come mm-hmm. back with the rumble. Hey, Isn't he, he out for six months though? What's, no, what we'll get back in time. Six months is rumble time. time. Are you calling that right now? I'm calling that right now. Right now. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and I won't, uh, Tim Ballard is, is winning the rumble for <laughs> rumble. What's the date? Are um, we are we doing are we doing uh, thoughts for the rumble? Because I I have one right now. Go ahead. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> John Cena will come back. With Do we have now. the music queued up? And it's John Cena. <laughs> Tim Ballard is going to win uh, the Rumble. You know why I say that? Because the one time I went to Madison Square Garden, oh, and I was at the Royal Rumble. Okay. Oh, that and, one. Yeah. And Triple H was the last one in the ring. We're like, Triple H is going to win. And then John, John Cena, Cena comes out. out. And I left. I literally left. Louis was there. Louis was there. His music hit. His music hit. By the way, and I was out. Louis is a huge Cena fan. He's a huge Cena fan. I lost my fucking mind. I I literally, me and my friend left. We left as soon as his his music hit, and we we were like, we already know who's gonna win, and we just left. You made you queer. Come on the mic and talk about how much you love Cena. Um, uh, Tim Ballard's winning the Royal Rumble. Good. Uh, he's gonna come back number thirty. Yeah, yeah. Tell him what. Yeah, yeah. Tell him why you much you love Cena. Go ahead. Here we go. You're, 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 you're a forty-year-old. Go ahead, and then, and then, yeah, and then I'm gonna go into my thing. Go, go, go for it. Watch, John Cena. What about John Cena? That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, are you gonna get dressed? So can like we record? Him? Um, from now on, can we record me? What I say here, and every time that you know something like that happens, we can replay that part. <laughs> Hold on, press record on this. Mark. <laughs> also, I have this whole gimmick on Facebook where I just call everybody Mark now, which is great. It's you fucking Mark. You fucking Mark. Or I just say Mark. Period. Thanks for that birthday shout out to fucking Wood Ryback. Thanks to the big guy for giving a shout out to my man Whole Milk Mike's mom's birthday who doesn't even know who the fuck a Ryback is. Actually, I don't even know who Ryback is. He's a big guy now, don't you know? Don't you know? We're talking about the WWE weekend and not rejects that have left the WWE. You know, not 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 assholes. And, and, and on that note, we'll get to a certain pipe bomb. You know, uh, speaking of idiots that have left WWE that don't deserve shit, CM Punk, um, <laughs> who is going to get his ass whooped? Uh, oh, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, that's, fuck, fuck CM Punk. So <laughs> AJD, you're still hot as shit. So we got all that now. We're we'll we'll getting to the next day, which you attended also. I attended my own. Um, yes, I do. And that I'm very jealous for. Why? Because we had the debut, the raw debut of Bailey. Bailey. It was amazing. The crowd went nuts. I mean, it's it was sad because that, in the beginning of the show, Finn Balor really was the title. It was, the crowd was silent. The crowd was dead. Yeah. And then, then Bailey came out and lifted our spirits. So I mean, that, it was that was kind of the, the shits, you know, like oh, it was just. Dead. just 
Finn Balor having to, you know, uh, relinquish the title and then them putting it on another storyline where they put a bunch of guys to go against the title. Uh-huh. Speaking of which, do you have do you have a name for who's going to take the title? Oh, with the field forward. Yeah. Ooh, this is tough. Okay. Can I do what you want? Who I think? Or? You can do who you want. Yeah, who you think. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. Um, you think it's going to be Seth Rollins? I, th- I want. I'll tell you not, but go ahead. I want. I, I would like uh, Kevin Owens. Maybe, uh, okay. I'm going to say everyone's going to hate on me. I don't give a fuck. I want Big Cass to win it, though. Do you want to know? Uh, and everyone hates me for that. No one agrees with me. Do you want to know why? Because they gave, they wanted to give it on a face originally with Finn Balor. Okay, they had plans for maybe a face champion for a while to show up a new belt. They have he has like the best manager in the biz right now, like Enzo Amore, besides Pokemon. And I mean, if it's Rollins, it's okay. It's a good look, but it's expected. Roman Reigns is. Do you know? Do you know why? I I want Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens. Do you know who is going to get it? Don't say Roman Reigns. It's going to be Roman Reigns. It is not going to be 110 percent. I will write it on a piece of paper right now. Next week, Roman Reigns. Roman if Reigns. Roman, if Roman Reigns wins, Roman, Roman Reigns wins the title. If, if Roman Reigns wins tomorrow, um, on Monday, I will buy you Harambe's um, grave. Deal. You want to know why? You hear that, grave? everybody? He said he's going to buy me Harambe's. Harambe's grave. grave is going to his house if Roman Reigns wins the belt, and I'll tell you why he's not going to win the belt because he's still in a feud with Rusev. So why the fuck are you giving they me killed the championship? That. They killed it. Why did they kill it? They killed it. They left an open note. How many times has WWE killed the killed the storyline? Yeah, but okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're starting to like Roman Reigns in the mid card with the US without Rusev. People were starting to actually like the guy. And what do you do? What do you do? You give him the championship but that's, again. That's, that's you push him to the but, but that's something that that's Vince cool. Vince has not been shy of doing because the that's second that somebody starts liking somebody, not even, it could it could be ten people cheering. He's like, they love him. Put him up top again. I always does shit. it. No, Roman Reigns better not win on Monday. He's then going it, to win. I'm telling you, 110. He's going to take so it. So we're betting on Harambe's so, grave. Yes, Harambe is coming to my house. Everybody can come visit. All right, Harambe, gone but never forgotten. It's a museum now. So we it have the championship tournament so that's happening so now. So you think Roman Reigns? You want Kevin Owens? Yes. And I want Big Cass, and I think it's Seth Rollins. Okay. So no, we so got who, that. Down. So who do you think if Roman Reigns is going to be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins? I think it will be, yeah. I think it will be the Roman Reigns versus Now, here's the, the thing. We've seen that shit okay. too many times, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I'm saying. If it's a new era, they would not make Roman Reigns champ. If it's a new, new era, they would give it to Big Cats or Kill But he is part of the new era. That's that's he the is. shitty That's the shitty thing. He is, but guess what? Guess what we saw ten times before the new, the new brand split? Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. But they're so still, that still considered part of the new era. So that's... I'm telling you that's so happening. So, there's, ladies and gentlemen, our predictions were just announced... If 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 it's not Roman Reigns, what do I get? Now, do I get like your schlong or something? Like, are you bring another beer? You like, get Rob's okay. Story? Right now, we have a bunch of people. We have a couple people watching on my Facebook Live. You will get. I will try and get you a date with one of the women from my face. From my wow, I'm fat and white, ladies. So what, man? You have you have white privilege. I don't. So what? Why, yo? When I go out and it's sunny, I glare. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I glare. I'm a shiny Pokemon no, card son. Okay, I have a natural SPF twenty. So, <laughs> so I get I one have, of you ladies. I get a beautiful glow. One of you lucky ladies gets Mets fan Matt. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, our first date. Will be fucking. We're going to go to Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> 
our first date to Cincinnati Zoo. Wrap it up. Just see that one on Facebook is like, yo, do you allow smoking at Cincinnati Zoo? He's like, no, I'm not a part of this. He's like, why? Because you smoke my man Harambe for no goddamn reason. So now we got, we're all off in that and everything else. Now we got SmackDown. Uh-oh. Which I told you I was not a, well. I was able to see it, but uh-huh. I was preoccupied with my right hand and my left hand on the mouse. So um, you you saw my gimmick, gimmick infringement, King of Jerk okay, style. Sorry, my bad. No, <laughs> I was actually doing it more as an honor to you. But sure, okay, whatever. That so, means a lot to me. So we can't. We have the wow. fallout of Smack of uh, of SummerSlam to SmackDown. So obviously we have. Um, the Dean Ambrose and, and uh, Dolph Ziggler fallout. We have AJ versus John Cena fallout, which I think AJ Styles is now going to go for the title. Is that right? Um, yes, it's uh, officially a backlash. It's going to be AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. So let's talk about my... Uh, I'm such a mark for old pay-per-views and old pay-per-view names. I love the names. And I know Jay's looking at me like, whatever, dude, shut up. <laughs> but... <laughs> He's like, you're right. Backlash was actually one of my favorite pay-per-views. I'm glad you believe me. I love that. Backlash is actually one of my favorite pay-per-views because one of my one of the first pay-per-views that I remember that for me made me want to be a wrestler, uh-huh. made me want to try to be a wrestler was Mick Foley versus Triple H. Really, very nice. So I, I, it's it, so I have like such a big connection to like that pay-per-view in general. But I think. Um, that also was an old SmackDown pay-per-view when they did the original. Yes, they're bringing it back to, to its original roots. Right. Um, now, that's, uh, that's your favorite pay-per-view of all time? Backlash? That's one of the ones that are not, like, the main whatever. Okay. Like, that's one. I, I could go off and say that my favorite was Judgment Day. I, that's a good one. So. I love Judgment, Judgment Day. Judgment Day was an awesome one, too. Cause, so, for me, Backlash was always Day. synonymous for me with Triple H. Uh-huh. For, for me, Judgment Day was always synonymous with The Undertaker, as well as The Undertaker. Yeah. Badass. So, yes. Oh, yeah, because his debut, that's right. Absolutely. So, badass we, we're coming to Backlash, and then we also have Clash of the Champions, Clash which is Champions, an Raw one. a Raw exclusive, yes. So, that's another one, which is an old WCW pay per view. So, they're starting to bring back a lot of the other pay per views. Because I guess they still hold the copyrights to some of them. They do. Hopefully, we see less and less of the pay per views called Elimination Chamber and fucking TLC. Yeah, hopefully, they'll bring back Slambury. No, I'm kidding. Please don't bring back Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach. Let's have Kevin Ash jump into a pool again. Did you see that video this morning? They made. There was a Bash at the Beach at Cody. It was a bunch of jabronis. Was, like, yeah, so oh, someone like dropped the fake rock and the legs oh, went out. No, I saw the Hulk Hogan and, and then Undertaker rises from the water. <laughs> from the water. <laughs> you see that, man? Oh, my God. Dude, you got to see it. It was majestic. <laughs> he, <laughs> it was he just rose, he rose from, from the, the water. water. <laughs> and WWE should use that w- one. That's yeah, a good you know, one. Put that on the Titan Tron, you fucking bastards. <laughs> anyway, um... I, I think as of right now most of the matches for those two reviews are already handed out. So you have the tag team, the they, tag team title ha- matches that everybody's. Let's start off. With, um, let's, let's let's talk about the announcement of the new belts for SmackDown. The tag teams and uh-huh. women's okay, belts. Sure. What's your opinion on uh, how they look and what do you think they're going to bring to the? Again, that's something that like, I matches? wish that they would do a, a differentiation between Raw and SmackDown and not just make them look like, like. Yeah, I know. You know, like back in the day, you had different, different, different styles of the belts. Very nice. Yeah. I would fuck with that. What belt. is that? It's uh, maybe a new U.S. title concept. That looks hot. See, that's that's hot. Kind of looks like the Intercontinental title, the shape of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I would fuck. With, I think the, I think the, the U.S. belt they're using now is a little bland. 
It's yeah, getting a little too it's old. Cartoony, I guess. It's, yeah. yeah. Even though you know some people in this room own it, but it, I don't know for what reason. Uh-oh. But uh, you know, because some people like me own an actual belt. Uh oh. That's a real gentleman's belt. What? Every single fucking time. The only time he uses the sound is on me. I swear to God, he hates me. <laughs> he, I don't even know why he left me on the show. Um, so, so, so the belt designs, I feel like they could have done a lot more to differentiate yes, the two belts so between I each other. And you know what that actually looks like? That actually looks like a mix between the Intercontinental Championship and the old school WCW US Championship. There which it is. is cool. I like so that. So I, I kind of take that a lot. Now, what do we, okay, now they announced that there's going to be a tag team tournament. Who do you think is going to be the top two going to back? American Alpha has to be one. They're American so Alpha, over right now. It's unbelievable. American Alpha is the, the then, face of SmackDown. In, so in they obviously need a, a heel tag team and without the Dudleys being around. Oh, the well, Usos. no, the Dudleys were on Raw. I'll but, the Usos. And that's another thing. But the Usos, yeah, I'll go with the Usos. So we're going to see American Alpha and the Usos. We can both agree on How about, uh, veering off a topic from SmackDown, though, how, how about the, the team of Sami Zayn versus Neville now? Don't you think that's kind of random? Sami Zayn and Neville tag team? Yeah. Do you want to know what? I fucked with it, but it's weird. Yeah. Do you want to know why? I feel like they kind of just didn't have anything to do with them. They so basically like, went to a meeting where I was like, you know, guys, we have nothing else for you. Just be a tag team. Be a high flying cool tag right. team. And I think it works. I mean, if they're like, I don't, I'd rather see him. We'll see what happens. Team. Yeah. I guess they're experimenting. Uh, what do you think for the women's championship? We're gonna see. Becky Lynch, definitely. Becky Lynch. I think it should be Becky Lynch versus Nikki Bella. Because I, I, I don't know. Or maybe we're going to see the cheesy Bella way that, uh, The cheesy way that the... Well, you know what? I could see Becky Lynch versus Nikki Bella, but I can also see Nikki Bella versus, like, Natty. And then keeping Nikki Bella as a face. Yeah, I think so, too. I can see that well, right, but, Nikki Bella as a face. Uh, but if you saw a public smack, I mean, yeah. obviously we're going to see... I think we're going to see a Nikki Bella and Carmella match at Backlash. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm, I've never been... Play, play the music again. Well, play the sound clip again, because I've never seen Carmella as... as Anything? Oh yeah, no man. Sorry, she's she's weird. She's, she's Her weird. entrance just bothers me. Get your popcorn ready because I'm gonna bore you guys to sleep. How you doing? I'm the princess of Staten Island. Shut the fuck you're up. You're princess. You're from Jersey. Shut up. You're the princess of my right hand. Bayonne does not count as Staten Island. Calm down. Don't tell you get over is when I watch you like jerk off. <laughs> so we have uh, so. So another thing was that I thought was going to be a work was the Dudley Boys retiring on Raw. Do you think it's a work? I, no, I thought it was going to be a work, but it's not. It's, it's not, not a work at all. Retired. But I thought but it was going to be a work, else. and I thought they were going to do something more exciting with them. But you know what? The way they went out, it's respectable for me because they were trying to build up the club, the club which is perfect. I think that Team 3D, they, they basically the Dudley Boys, as you per se, they they basically said, "I want to go off." And the way they came in was to build young talent, and that's what they did. They built the club. And they did. I think they did it. A lot of people are haters well, on. We have that. a word. Hold oh, uh oh. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in on this one. I actually thought that they were actually gonna build up. Kind of Billy Ray thing. That's, that's what I saw too. That's that's why the way Bubba kept staring at Diva every time he closed at the end of a match, which had been happening if you, more recent. If you had read my my statuses, I yes. kept saying uh, every time I was like, I smell the work, I smell the work. That's what I thought. Was and bad. I was kind of sad to like not see yeah. that happen. You know what I mean? Thinking about that real quick, it's like a few, a few seconds. Well, NXT Brooklyn, the Gargano and Champa match. 
Did it look obvious that Chapo was going to You know, a lot, said that. a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that. The crowd was silent because they were scared it was going to happen. They, they thought it was going to happen. And they, I'm it glad did, it didn't. I'm glad it did not. That's so. Anyway, let's, um, you're right about that. The Bully Ray concept, I was thinking about that as well. I was really thinking about that. Yeah. Um, would, would you be a fan of that? Because I thought Devon was going to retire. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, but now they're taking bookies to other places. Yeah. So I guess they, just, they took a year and they, they did what they did. Yeah, man. But they, they did it well. I'm not going to say they didn't because they built up younger talent. And that's what they did on the way out. Absolutely. And that's something. That's also a way that I've heard that Chris Jericho wants to go on. And every time you see Chris Jericho leave, he always leaves losing. And that's just because that's he likes to build, is. you know, the next guy that's coming up. That's, he loves the industry. That's what he does. So, you know, we're kind of running uh, a little lower on time. Now that we're closing stuff up. So there's a big thing, speaking of things that we think might be worse or we not, might, might not be worse. This is where it gets really serious. We're I'm talking smack. I mean, yeah, we're talking smack now. Now we're talking smack. So Stop sweating there, was, there was a big thing going around now and a, lot, a video, one video in particular that was shared all over the internet. And that was the Miz's quote unquote now because everybody equates this to this. The pipe bomb. Pipe bomb. Yeah. So... The Miz comes out during Daniel Bryan's segment. Obviously, you know, the Miz being the Miz is coming out doing his thing. And then Daniel Bryan calls him a coward. Yeah. He said he's a weak wrestler. He said he's a weak wrestler and that he's a coward. He basically wasn't a pussy. So, A, my question is, do you think it's a work? And B, what are your thoughts on what the Miz said? Because I have some thoughts being somebody who... Has a tiny, teeny, teeny cusp of experience being on the inside. Been, what do you think? Been, I think. Well, my thoughts on this. I think Daniel Bryan had no right to call him a fucking coward because because if if, if he wasn't, he's sitting there. I understand what the Miz said. You're not wrestling right, anymore, Daniel. Like, like, chill out. Yeah. yeah, I'm not wrestling as as hard as you are, like doing flips and stuff. But guess what? I was injured once for ten years. I respect that. You can't go up and tell someone a coward when you're the one retired because of an injury. I think the Miz, and then the Miz got ticked off. I think at first, hear me out, I think at first it was a crap. But I think Daniel Bryan crossed out. I think he did as well. And the Miz got really hot. Here's my thing is, so the Miz comes out, he's doing his thing. Daniel Bryan comes out and says what he says. And that sets the Miz off. So I think they were supposed to work something, and then automatically, and I don't know if it was Daniel Bryan trying to provoke the Miz, and Uh then he didn't realize what was actually coming at him. Yeah, absolutely. I, the Miz, I equate to workers like Chris Jericho again, because Chris Jericho is such a great worker. And how many times has Chris Jericho ever been injured in the ring? Never. Never. I don't remember him. Never once has Chris Jericho ever had to leave because he's injured. Do you know what he does? Because he loves. Okay, the Miz noticed. The Miz said this on the show. He loves the fans, and he loves wrestling for them. He loves being there for them. If he's smart, I mean, yeah, you're not doing the best wrestling moves, but you're still out there every night showing what you can do. I respect that. See, I've come on the show and I've preached the word of The Miz all the time. The Miz is the man. Since the second that he walked into WWE, I thought that he was phenomenal, a great talent. Great character, and, great and, charisma and Everything, all around. And I equate him to Chris Jericho. Why do I equate him to Chris Jericho? Because Chris Jericho never got once got injured. The way he works, and a lot of people like say, oh, Chris Jericho's slow, Chris Jericho's this, he's that, in the ring, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? Chris Jericho's one of the safest workers, and any, anybody can attest to that. Chris Jericho's one of the safest workers yeah. that have ever been in that ring. And The Miz is the same way. And this is not somebody who... But The Miz is a tough shit, because when AJ came out and busted his freaking tooth out of his mouth, uh-huh. even AJ said... The Miz is one tough son of a bitch. Because the Miz does what he has to do to make it a good show. 
I agree very much to Chris Jericho that this is such a safe work effort. Daniel Bryan to come out and say something like that is completely uncalled for and a slap in the face to the Miz. Plain and simple. Yeah, because, absolutely. I agree. So what? I get that you were in Japan and you did all these things, but guess what? The Miz, here's the thing. Since the beginning, The Miz was on... Obviously, everybody remembers him on The Real World. But before he was on The Real World, he was already in the indies wrestling. Yeah. For a while. And he used that to level himself up. To get that leg up for his career. Which is, you know, one of the... Honestly, a smart thing for him to do. And then he came out and he... Dude, he took the ball and he ran with it. He was champion. He was this and that. He was what the WWE wants... But then they don't want to give it to him. He is pretty much John Cena without having the base star and everything. Power and stuff. You so, know what I mean? So, just quickly, I, I, I made a I made a video about it on uh, I made a video about it, and it's on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to uh, TRSS uh, on YouTube. Uh, basically, what I just said was, uh, listen, Miz. Has been committed to this business since day one. Since the real second world, he walked in, but he's been there. And whether it be in a shoot, whether it be you know scripted angle that veered off, whatever the case may be, there's always a hidden truth to all that shit. And at the end of the day, you disrespected a man in front of his wife. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing. Right. That is another thing. His wife's sitting right there, and you call him a coward to his face, like. Well, how do you think he's going to react in reality? And like, like I said, he he literally is say, to your face to say what you've done for the past ten years that you've been here mean nothing. How do you say that to someone? Especially, am I right or am I wrong? Oh no, no, especially to his face, like tell him in the past ten years what you've done. These past ten years mean nothing because you're a coward. Yeah, and the miss went off, and as well as he should. How would anybody else react? I would, I would, I would have said the same thing. I'll be like, you You call me a coward, not only in front of my wife, but to my face and tell me that everything I've done here, everything I've fucking bled for, and everything that I put in this ring, you're telling me that it's worth dick? No. And lastly, to all those wrestling guys out there on social media who either agree, disagree, shout out to my man, Dad Gabonzo, because he's on social media, he fucking voices opinion, and he basically felt the same way about, you know, the whole Miz thing. It's like, listen... And the guys put in work for years. You don't fucking shop. So me. much work. You no, you don't do that. Like that. No. Even in you know, whatever caliber, you don't take, whatever belt you, you want across the world, but you don't do that to him. You don't take Brian's career and literally throw it in his face and say yeah. it meant he, nothing. And Brian basically told him your career was was shit. shit and sugar fucking coated. And you have no right to say that if you've been it's absolutely it's disrespectful. disrespectful. I'm sorry. I love Daniel Bryan, but it was completely out of disrespectful and out of... Out of uh-huh. As, like, you know. And to all you guys, like I said on my, on my video on YouTube, to all you guys in the wrestling community who says, oh, well, if you don't know what it is to be here, you should let comment. Me, let me use my quote unquotes. Uh, let me just tell you, if we don't talk about it and share what happened, you don't exist. You need that. That's a big That promo thing, was a big fucking promo that got people on. That was. People who don't watch wrestling was coming up to me and they were telling me, they were like, Yo, did you see that thing with that guy who was yelling on the other guy? There's, there's guys on there. wrestling guy. Here's the thing. Yeah. And here's, here's why I respect some people that have posted it up and they said, you know what? It wasn't the Miz's best promo. It wasn't the best promo that anybody's ever done, which is what people are building it out to be. But he defended himself. 
in yeah. a way that he should have. Of course, if you're a man, you don't get treated like shit. Hmm. He, the Miz talk. Okay, it burns me inside. Like, it just burns me speaking. Here's about my final thoughts, and I think we're gonna do like our match of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, we'll do final thoughts and then and our and match then, of the weekend. One last, one last word on the whole Miz segment thing. It, I think it was a work in the beginning. Daniel Bryan set that in line, and Miz took it as any other man or wrestler in the business would have, and he stood up for himself. And you know what he did? He cut the de- best damn promo of his career. I thought it was amazing. And he cut it with heart and soul, and he showed and, it. He showed it. I see Bell's brother. And I will say that you do not come to a man or anybody and take all his accomplishments, everything he's done, just because you think that you've won more this and that everywhere, wherever you've been. You will not take a man's accomplishments, throw them in his face and say they didn't mean anything. That disrespect. Because I will, I, somebody like, will come to you and say, you know what, fuck you. I'm sorry, but you do not do that to anybody. And everything that I've done, everything that I've done in this ring doesn't mean, doesn't, it's not shit. Yeah, it's plain and simple. It's heart, sweat, and tears. And so, that's what I about that I'm shit. glad he did it. I'm glad that he went out and you know what? He made a big name for himself once again. Oh, yeah. And now he's on the map. The Miz is on the map. My question is great. Here's my thing. Do you really think that he's not going to go into... He's not going to go into SmackDown on Tuesday and without a big pop now? Yeah, he's gonna get, now he's going to get... He's oh, going to get a standing he's ovation. On, uh, he's on the map once again. Huge. He's going to get a standing ovation Huge. on Tuesday. So, and he's going to be... You know what? He went out of the lines and he made himself relevant and I fucking respect that guy. He's my man. That's end, end case scenario. Fuck you, Daniel Bryan, for what you said. So we were trying to do like... <laughs> fuck that shit. No, these, sometimes these guys just piss me off, and that kind of, you know... Again, CM Punk being one of the people that pissed me off. Um, so we were trying to make this as a hostile takeover, but Jay Santee doesn't want to sit down and shut up and mind his own business. No! Uh, <laughs> but then again, this is his show. Thank you so much for letting us take over this, uh, this 45 minutes to an hour. TRSS takeover Brooklyn, in uh, Brooklyn. City Line, Queens, Brooklyn. And guys, I just want to point this out real quick. Um, for Red Blessing, this um, time and stuff, I'm gonna we're gonna reenact the video Odell Beckham did with that guy in the hot tub. Find that later on. When I get the feeling, <laughs> but, but we don't have a bad we don't have a hot tub. We just have a bathtub, so it's gonna be really awkward. It's gonna be really weird. Um, I'm like you're gonna pop out in the shower. So right? we'll make one. So, so let's, let's so, talk about uh, quickly uh, final thoughts and um, the match. Final thoughts. We already. I already said what I had to say about the Miz because it's just that burns me up inside. And yeah. if I had another forty-five minutes, I could go. Oh, we can that for now. We can do. Yeah. All right, guys. Once again, that was Met Fan Matt and Mister Rondo. Uh, gotta tell you, sorry about the audio quality, but once again, Windows Ten and Audacity apparently had sex again and created a. Uh, disaster of my audio originally so luckily for those guys they actually had did a facebook live stream which helped to get this one over so be on the lookout they'll be back audio will be better and it's just as it's just as fucked up as alberto del rio getting getting suspended i can't believe he's gonna be gone another spanish man is gonna be out of a job by the way does anybody really care that alberto del rio is gone i really don't think so it's great. I like the way the guy wrestles, but when he comes to WWE, he comes off so fucking lame and plain. But in any case, be sure you check out the regular season sportscast on our group page on Facebook, regular season sportscast, as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi, as well as on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page, the regular season sportscast. We also have like tons of content that's going on there. We just aired. The unboxing of Pro Wrestling Punchlines. 
Be sure you check out Pro Wrestling Punchlines. Email them at Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com. Pro Wrestling Punchlines at gmail.com. Punch in TRSS and you'll get a discount as well. Damn, that's what it, that's that's pretty much it. Man. On to on to on to next week, man. I'm telling. You. Oh, next week. As a matter of fact, next week our shows will be coming out earlier because the NFL the football season will be starting. So I got to get those games out. We're gonna have our our picks of the week for the football games. Those will be coming out. Trying to get the games out by Thursday, the latest. All right, guys. So. Once again, thank you for being part of the regular season sportscast. You've been great. Oh, be sure you check out my Jay Santi Facebook page. I, ha- I keep forgetting to promote that. I have a Jay Santi Facebook page. It's spelled the same way. J-A-Y-S-A-N-T-Y. Add me there. Pretty much shenanigans and buffoonery as we do here. So just remember, I'm not best for the business. I'm best for everybody. Squash. The regular season sportscast. <laughs>